Ladies and gentlemen, may I present for your intellectual and philosophical pleasure Run Fest on Raw Dog Serious XM Comedy Hits Channel 99. Chris Stanley's on the nose openings uh, this week, where you just take a song about the day of the week that it is. This was Wednesday week by Elvis Costello. The way this week is going, I'm serious. I feel like I'm on third Wednesday. I feel like I'm in some kind of crazy loop. Groundhog's Day. I didn't see it. Is it good? Oh, it's great. You got to see it. Is there a groundhog in it? Yeah, there is. So it's animated. No, it's no, no. It's an animated show. No, no, no. There's a real groundhog and a puppet-like groundhog. I got in last second today. I had things to do this morning. I would have rather been at the DMV. That's how hideous it was. It was Jesus. nightmarish. Uh, but the X-Men were here today. Yeah. So you would text me, hey, there's a mob. There's the X-Men are here. And I'm like, oh, shit. I hope I get there in time. I want to see Jennifer Lawrence. Figuring I could just go up and clock J-Law. And uh, I got all the way up here, and what you hadn't told me is she was not part of the town hall. No, it's Patrick Stewart, James McAvoy, and Hugh Jackman. What I would consider the B-Squad of X-Men... is They're promoting X-Men Days of Future Past. Okay, you're going to fanboy it up on me. All right, <laughs> let's get in. So you're calling them the B-Squad. B-Squad, yes. 
I don't think you could be a B squad and have Hugh Jackman. I think he's the biggest star in that film. And and I, Jennifer Lawrence is the biggest star in the in that movie. She's the hottest star right now. She she would make it an A an A squad. Okay, she's the hottest star, but is she the hottest X Men? No, he Wolverine. Is the hottest X Men? He's been in like fifty four movies playing X Men. He's the Wolverine in all of them, but the Wolverine movies on their own do nowhere near as well as the actual X Men movies with them all together. That's not what we're talking about. We're, I, I mean, the Thor movies don't do anywhere near uh, Avengers, but Thor is a team Avengers. All right, let's get back into this. All right, I think a team X Men. Uh, has to have the Wolverine guy, your Jackman. I'm telling you what the A team. I'll tell you right okay, now. Okay, give right. it to me. Jennifer Lawrence. Okay, J Lo. <laughs> Michael Fassbender, who plays Magneto, young Magneto. Okay. And Peter Dinklage, who is new to the series. Right, here's what you're doing, yeah. uh, hipster. Picking the independent stars yeah. <laughs> and going out of your way then to. Uh, Say, oh, these are the best X Men. Those are the best X Men, I can guarantee. And it. you're totally missing one. You've got Halle Berry as Storm. I think, Is she still around as Storm? I think they edited her yeah. out like almost completely of yeah. this last movie. Yeah, I don't think she's. Um, well, she makes an appearance. She, I'm sorry, what's that, Fez? She she makes an appearance. She is in the movie. An appearance does not make no, you no, a team. No. See, you know, the sixth man is never going to be a team. I don't think Peter Dinklage even has powers in it. I think he, he plays he, like a congressman. He's a scientist. That's racist <laughs> against height. By the way, you're going to like this. So I'm hustling in here. It's about 5 of 12. And there's a big brouhaha uh, rolling around over the Today Show. <laughs> and everybody's trying to get the, uh, you know, and they never get the, the last show doesn't get a crowd normally. Yeah. But they were outside and everyone's trying to get their attention. And I'm walking by and I'm going, that's weird. And walking through the crowd, unnoticed, Chris Stanley, is one of your uh, all-time favorite actors in the world. Not one person is noticing him. And he's carrying a styrofoam box with some kind of food in it, right? <laughs> and that cracked me up. But Michael Shannon. Michael oh my Shannon God. walking through a crowd. And then I'm like, maybe they don't watch Boardwalk Empire, but he was in the last Superman, a big he was $100 million film. This is what's wrong with human beings. Oh, my God. It, it's, I love Michael And they're Michael trying Shannon. to get uh, Kathy Lee and Hoda's attention. Sure. You realize there's a fucking goddamn madman walking through that's amazing actor? No, he wasn't a madman. He was in Boardwalk Empire. <laughs> no, he is a madman. Uh, you don't understand. There's a, there's a TV show called Mad Men. I know. All right. So um, I, would dis I would say that it wasn't totally team today, but I think... The, that those guys would be in whatever A team you came up with. I disagree. I think you need to have Jennifer Lawrence and you have to have Michael Fassbender. No, I'm not saying, but I'm saying that the other guys don't, it doesn't make them the B squad. Sort of like the second quarter, you got to give some starters a rest. But oh, absolutely. I have no problem with that. But I have to tell you, if I was booking this and they said no J Law, I'll go, well, maybe we'll catch the next film. Fuck off. I wouldn't have said fuck off. <laughs> but it seems like I would agree with you that if Jennifer Lawrence was part of that, the excitement level would have been through the roof. It would have been fucking crazy. We could have made her trip in the lobby, 
gotten that to gone viral. Well, she yeah, she trips and she has all kinds of bodily fluids. She um, did a thing that she said she accidentally shit on her period blood, and that fucking went viral. Everybody was mad about because she's a regular gal. She's not a crazy just giant actress. She's a person. Right. Look, we could have tripped her. She could have landed face first in the fishbowl, crack her head open. All right, you're just going too far, and it's starting to bore me. Oh. All right, eight six six Ron Zero Fez. Eight six six Ron Zero Fez. Well, the problem was you weren't going to top my line, but now where you're going with it is just uh, madness. Uh, Fez, did you get this thing from Wiki? Yes, I did. Does that make sense to you? Um, it, no, it just it's Wiki speak. And no, I'll not talk- Wiki speak. The thing that is that part, but uh, but what they wanted to do with my thing. Oh, okay. I don't know if I got that one. I was looking you know, at you know, a different one. I don't know the emails for some reason these days. The quotes one. I didn't get the quotes one. I guess I got to send it to you because you're not, you know. I got two other ones. You as a, excuse me, Fez? I got two other ones. I didn't get the quotes one. Yes. Um, but yes, he's, you know, highly burying in this situation. <laughs> but Dunn's acting like something is really... excited about something that They've been doing on the internet forever. YouTube? Um, no, I'm going to show it. Hold, hold on, Gia's got a spy report for us. Spy report. Spy report. On something that Chris Stanley should already know. Spy report. That is correct. Hi, guys. I hey. do have a spy report. Thank you, Brownie. <laughs> um, Chris, um, Michael Shannon is performing in, in INSCO's The Killer in Brooklyn. Um, for the theater of the new audience. Um, it's in previews now, but it's going to be going till June. I'm going this Friday and I'm going in June. You're going um, twice? It's supposed to be amazing. Damn, I want to go now. I know he lives in Brooklyn, so he's New York native. He's always, he's always doing Tickets theater. Tickets are still available. It's good to know. I'm going to go to my local ticket broker. All right. Uh, it's so funny, the stuff that you don't know. All right, so this is... Come on over and look at this, Chris. Now, you know where they're taking those from, right? And then Don is excited because I guess he's never seen this kind of thing before. All right. So the company wants to do that. And just what they're doing is branding something that the listeners already do. Which I don't know if that's... You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know if those kind of things get taken the right way. I noticed uh, more and more here, I feel like I'm alone. I feel like I'm alone in the world. I feel like I'm alone with the bosses, and obviously I feel like I'm alone with you guys. But I, I, I agree that that is a concern. I mean, you don't even know what it looks like. You haven't even seen it. You're just sitting there going, you know what, you're a Pips Yes Man right now, <laughs> is what you are. I want you to come over and see it before you just say it's a concern. I mean, I, I love the fact that you want to be on my side, but for once in your life, try to find out what the hell people are talking about before you line up with me. Figure it this out would, first. Yeah, this would be the thing. So, you know where they're taking that from, right? And then they're just trying to meme it and act like it's a brand new thing. Because they put these, you know, brandings on there. 
And like, if they would have came up with this idea, I would have said, "Oh yeah, sure, of course." But you know, I think you're you, you know you're taking it away from the listeners who originally did it. I mean, that's a, my thing. There's a place for it already. There's a give and take and a, a a love factor I have for the listeners, particularly the ones who get involved, not the ones who don't get involved. Those I I don't even think much of at all. I mean, we should probably just round them up and put them into a camp. Or a ghetto. I don't like that you're always going back to those kind of jokes. That's a sore spot for my ancestors. Well, yeah, it's a sore spot, but it's also predictable. So how can you be shocking and offensive when you do the same thing every day? (laughs) Evoke memories of the Holocaust. Right, but by doing it, Every day. I'm like, what time is it? It's time for another shocking Holocaust joke. (laughs) I got off the rape stuff. I guess I'm falling into Holocaust. You are a typical hipster right now is what you are. A typical hipster. I can't afford to be a typical hipster right now. I couldn't even afford to live in Bushwick. (laughs) (laughs) One thing you've picked up from Dave is that fucking thing. What thing? I don't have enough of that. Everybody else in mine. No, not at all. I had the big sugar last night. Went well. Good. Went well. Dave Mech Sports Program. Uh, Bill, Boston, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, Ron, I know you love when we get involved in the show. I mean, I'm here for you to call in and, you know, I'll repeat your quotes back to you if you like. Sure, I would love that. I'll do that later on in the show today. Okay. Yeah, Thank just you. yeah, do it like a little callback. I don't know, Chris. First you, then Fez, and now Shelby. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but not, not sure, actually. I mean, it's starting to drive me crazy. <laughs> Look, all you gotta know is uh, I'm here for the you. The Antword uh, video, and it's also st- uh, disturbing. All right, isn't it all that no? Yolanda's like the, the sexiest thing that's ever happened to the planet Earth, though. Oh, she's awesome. South Africa just has beautiful women. I didn't know that. Yeah, Charlize Theron. That's, that's two. two. <laughs> you dumb fuck. <laughs> well, it's, it's, that's, it's, that's a fucking good statement. They have beautiful women. I named two. Yeah, and what about uh, Blade Runner's girlfriend? Do you realize that we could do this in every goddamn country in the world, named two beautiful women? It's not a gimme. It's not a gimme at that point. I guess they have some kind of Dutch blood is what it's all about. And you're all about the blondes, right? That's your thing. That's that's what I, that's usually how I say it, yeah. It's all about colonialism and the Holocaust. Constantly getting on that. You got that, asshole. You got him fucking good. <laughs> What's uh, today? Today's Wednesday? Today's hump day. It's Wednesday. Well, let me tell you something. I went through a fucking Fargo nightmare last night. That may have been, I can't believe it's just because of the TV, the worst day of my life. Did you lose it? I, I missed it last night. I didn't, I didn't see it last night. I saw it. Maybe you need to get back to your old spot. <laughs> okay. I'll put that fucking loser over there. I'm a winner. Really? Because you're not seeing Fargo. And winners see Fargo the night they happen. 
I've noticed that in like they've perfected the technology, like special effect of people getting their throat slit. So now in every like major TV show where you can get away with it, it's still shocking. They're they're going to show still shocking. It. Game of Thrones, Boardwalk Empire, Breaking Bad. People are constantly getting their throat slit. Direct shot. Uh, James, you're on the Run and Fest show. Yeah, hey, Ronnie, uh, switch up a little. Um, I just watched that uh, Muscle Shoals documentary last night, and I'm wondering if you had seen it. It yeah, was of course amazing. I, did. I was, like, blown out by it. I saw it the, the moment it came out. That minute. Just as they were editing together and finishing the last print, I was watching it with them. Wow. A lot of people writing to me about that documentary. It's interesting. I think a lot of Americans are just starting to find out their own history. Their own, what I like to call, soul history. Uh, NFL getting sued again, this time by for drugging the former players uh, in a way that wasn't safe. They were just saying, take drugs, take drugs. So I was watching a little bit of the Mike and Mike get-together today from ESPN2. And the Mike who played football is sitting there quietly while Richard Dent is on the show, acting like he doesn't understand what Richard Dent is saying. North Dallas 40 came out like in the fucking 1960s or something when that book got done. Everybody knew forever, 40-some years at least, if not 50 or 60, that they would give guys shots to put them back in the game, that they were playing... Uh, an unsafe thing. I thought we all understood that about football. It was a. I mean, I always considered it a given. These guys are killing themselves. It's obviously they're not like fucking fully functional, healthy. That are getting pumped full of cortisone, wherever it is. Well, Fez has had some kind of back problem and hasn't been able to do radio <laughs> for four weeks. Yet these guys bounce back and are able to play football. Not only that. Not only did the owners and coaches expect it, but so do the fans. If you find out a guy isn't fucking playing because he's hurt, you end up hating him. Jay Cutler still eats shit for when he sat out of that playoff game. With an ACL blown yeah. out. That's why I really don't get how when like they're trying to police language or even hits, when if you're going to get out there injured, you have to be so hyped up that you you can't control certain things you do. Yeah, they try to numb the knee. Now, numbing the knee doesn't heal the knee. It just makes sure that you don't feel the pain. So, like, if you like, if we numbed your foot, and then I started cutting your foot with a knife and then lighting it on fire, it wouldn't mean, like, oh, my God, your foot is impervious to pain. You're going to feel that pain when the drug uh, wears off. It's just a goddamn mask. But it was making me laugh that other Mike acted like, mm, this is odd. So this <laughs> happened on the... <laughs> What's happening on the Bears? Never saw this when my played. Go back and watch a Nick Nolte movie. He's going to explain the whole thing to you. He always shot up before the game, and then that made that black dude have to do it, and then he ended up getting his face fucked up. And we all felt really bad about it. And Nick Nolte was yelling, fix his face. Fix his face over and over. And then everything worked out okay. I mean, with, after this newest lawsuit, the NFL is just in horrible shit. It's they coming from every be, side. They couldn't be more popular, though. They couldn't be more rich. The draft had ridiculous ratings. And the and draft <laughs> itself. The only thing that limits them is the American border. That's their biggest problem. That the 
that they have taken this game and made it as big as they can in the United States. Now, I say that, but I would have said that in 1986. Yeah. I would have said the Super Bowl cannot get any bigger than it is now. And, you know, they, they handed out a thing to Minnesota for basically the Super Bowl for building that crazy half-glass dome thing. Looks I mean, like they're the gigantic in the United States. The worse the players get treated, the more we want to watch. Whether it's we enjoy it or we're just outraged. Well, it's a really interesting thing. Is like unlike most sports, I don't think we like the players that much, even the guys that we root for. Um, Philadelphia Eagles cut one of their best players in the off season. And there wasn't any real outrage from the fans. There was maybe a day or so. But could you imagine if years ago the Yankees just said, I don't like Jeter's attitude and got rid of him? Lose my Because mind. The, the fans are connected to the players. They're not that connected to the players in the NFL. You're used to guys coming and going. They're so they're so replaceable. I mean, Josh Gordon, he's such a great receiver, but he goes down. They're like, okay, we gotta draft another guy. We gotta get a free agent. And you're when, right. When it Jeter just happens goes. that second. Uh, Ryan, you're on the Run of Fez show. What's up, Ronnie? Yeah, that uh, lawsuit. One of the guys, he said he was uh, after it had been fed pills for so goddamn long. After he got out the NFL, he wound up uh, basically becoming homeless and addicted to bills and living underneath a cardboard box. And it's something I could definitely relate to, uh, working on about 30 days of uh, being off of uh, oxys and everything else. It's just amazing that they're feeding these guys anything and everything just for a buck, just to get them out on the field to make a buck. And Roger Goodell is going to run the league into the ground. I don't think he's going to run it into the ground because they're doing better than ever. But you act like there's any reason to do anything in America other than a buck. There isn't. That's why people will put up with a fucking a shitty movie like Godzilla because the rubes will show up to it. We don't put anything above money in America. Nothing. Nothing is bigger than money in America. So right now, NFL, untouchable. I hear people telling me, oh, give it 20 years. I'll have to give it 20 years. Because if right now, if I was betting, the NFL goes on throughout your lifetime. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Got this email sent from our friend and contributor, Leslie, who does a great job on the iBang. And the... And the top of it just says, Chris is stupid. Oh, that's fucked up. You don't even know yet until I read it. Okay. Fez even put his mic on to get a laugh in at you. Thanks for nothing, Fez. Um, well, he didn't do nothing. He actually clicked the mic on, gave a big, loud laugh. Hugh Jackman is the biggest name in X-Men, and he's one of the biggest movie stars in the world. Um, Peter Dinklage has only been in the movie coming out now. Those two things prove she's right. Chris is stupid. That doesn't prove anything. There's 9 million people watching Peter Dinklage every Sunday. He's a gigantic star now thanks to that HBO TV show. You're missing the point of what you said. A-Team X-Men, B-Team X-Men. Dinklage is now part of the A-Team. In this film, in this X-Men... He's not even an X-Men. No, he's a, he's a scientist who that makes the Sentinels. That doesn't make him A-Team, then. <laughs> 
You got to have some kind of power. His power should be getting short and making other things seem taller. And, and twenty million watch Mark Harmon on NCIS every week. They're not Good putting him in any X Men movie. Well, seriously, maybe that's the second person maybe who called you stupid. And then Fez had a nice loud laugh. <laughs> Let's vote on it right now. Would you willing to put it up to a vote? Yeah, I'll put it up to a okay. vote. Okay, uh, is Chris smart or stupid, Fez? Stupid. Okay. Stupid. Um, Shelby? He is stupid. All right. <laughs> Leslie, of course, I'm just going to fill out hers because she is stupid. Get a revamp ballot. Don't, don't count what, their fucking ballots. What do you uh, What do you vote for yourself? Smart. I vote smart. But here's the thing. If you're voting against everyone else, doesn't that make you stupid? So I'm going to put you down as a stupid. Sucker! <laughs> um, here's uh, Art Pittsburgh. You're on the Run of show. Hey, Ronnie. Uh, yeah, how long ago was it that Brett Favre came out and said he was addicted to Vicodin and you know played all those string of games? That, yeah, that was in the 90s. The and I remember that he was saying that he would have something like 20... 25 Vicodin in his system, which isn't hard to do when you're taking Vicodin every day. Everyone's always alarmed by those kind of things, but anyone who's ever had a pill problem knows it doesn't take long before you got to start double dosing. And then when you're double dosing your double doses, it starts to get crazy. And you're banging it from the minute you wake up. Like you wake up, gotta get my pills in. Yeah, you gotta get your pills in. And this, the surgeries and like the aftermath, even if like without the pills, they did that profile on some running back, but his leg was like shorter than the other and his knee looked just like some bread. Yeah, you bounce back from surgeries, you bounce back from these knee injuries and you're supposed to do it in a matter of weeks. And we're just saying about Fez and his vertebrae, he is like on radio light. You know what I mean? <laughs> radio light. Which, doing radio is almost the same as staying home. You know, physically, there's not a big difference. So can you imagine if we said, oh, Fez, on today's show, we're going to all be running into each other. You know what I mean? On today's show, we push each other down. He'd be like, no, I can't do it. Yet as a fan, you put that aside, your own thing, and just um, say, oh, no, I want that person to do that. Speaking of which, we had a terrible car accident, although everything is okay. Our lovely Shrekalove in an awful car accident last night out there in Arizona where things are fucking crazy. Holy shit. But uh, she's fine. The last I heard from her, she's... Uh, as a matter of fact, she was waiting on a muscle relaxer. But she's had back problems in the past. It seems like every, most people in America have had back problems. You're getting to that age now, Hicks, where you know when people... See, here's what happens in life. Like, when you're doing coke, you're like, coke is everywhere. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's always the thing. And now you're hanging around with an older class of people, and everyone is complaining about their back. Your back goes out sometimes. Yeah, I, I had a problem with my back earlier this week. I was like, oh, I feel like Fez now. But when your back goes out, and you do that half-laying <laughs> overwalk, the, the, it's the funniest thing in the world. It, it's the only way I can walk. It's but horrible. But you actually fall down different places. That's how you are. <laughs> I stumble occasionally. A lot of your problem, too, is sleeping, sitting up in a kitchen chair, <laughs> passing out on a fucking wood floor. Um, John in Tennessee, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, I wonder if uh, Brett Favre was on Vicodin when he took the pictures of his genitals and sent them to that young lady. Um, he wasn't even on Viagra. 
The the answer is no. He was already out of that before he sent out the small, pale dick pictures. Um, here's Eric in Colorado. You're on the Run of Fest show. Here on Hey, you were saying about, you know, the dick So what, like Eric? That. I mean, you know what I mean? I'm saying a lot of shit in here. Hey, you going to hold uh, me to it? <laughs> sure, why not? Hey, my dad was taking three to four Vicodin five times a day for three and a half years, and then he started taking perks with it and occasionally for back pain until he had spine surgery. And I was amazed at how well he could function on how much he was taking, and I didn't even know how much he was taking until they had to start weaning him off of it after the surgery. Yeah, you will event, and how did he do with the weaning off? That gets rough too, man. Um, he when didn't you, have when a your whole system lot of is used to 30 Vicodin a day, yeah, he didn't have a whole lot of choice because when he went into the hospital for the surgery, you know, they doped him up pretty good, and he didn't have any painkillers for three days until they started taking him off the, well, or I say the oral painkillers, you know, just what they were giving him via an IV drip for three days, and then when they started, like, slowly giving it back to him, and he's wanting more, and the nurses are like, no, you're only allowed one every so many hours. And you gotta yell, they're not your pills. I'm taking something out of your pocket. Put you in charge. Um, It looks like I might have to have uh, Tommy John surgery done. And if that happens, I'll be better at radio. I'll be able to start moving the mic around like I used to. (laughs) Even better than swing it back and forth. (laughs) Hey, everybody, how you doing today? But once I get this Tommy John done, I might even have Tommy John again surgery done. Which means I got a little pissed off when black guys are joking with me. <laughs> we got to talk to John again one more time again. I know he's coming back in June. In June, yeah. He has racial paranoia. That's, <laughs> see, you crossed the fucking line by saying that. How so? Because unlike you, he has a certain place that he puts himself. He okay. has a certain self-respect. You have self-loathing. Good, I got Mark Lipton on the job for me right now, doing some stuff. Good. At first, be kind, and then the rest of the time, Mark, just go for the juggler. From what I understand, the, the, the CGI is lined up so you can do a, a slash throat thing. I just figured they just really kill people on screen. Tom, Chicago, you're on the Run of Fest show. Yeah, uh, the guy was talking earlier. I, there's no way you can take 30 Vicodin in a day just from the amount of Tylenol in it. It would shut down your liver. It's impossible. Yeah, it happens. I mean, you're not going to do it for the rest of your life. But yes, drug addicts take that, those many, that many pills. Hey, John, what's up, buddy? Hey, guys, I got to kind of take up for uh, Hicks a little bit. Finally, oh, finally. I, I'd say he's kind of smart. You can let half a horse to liquor, and I certainly say he's drank a lot. Okay, that makes you look like a stupid centaur. Yeah, it brings up the centaur thing again. I mean, that, that makes you an idiot. I thought I thought that was going to be a compliment. Instead, the guy made me feel even worse about myself. Mark, really backfired Mark, on you. Mark, Mark, Mark. Mark, how you doing, buddy? Hey, um, the NFL players demand to get these drugs so they can play. You cannot drag these guys off the field. Then those guys suggesting they were tied to chairs and forced to drug. But but let's just say, why can't you drag them off the field? Because they want to play. They love why do they want to play? 
because there's zero job security there. Their ass gets cut. Their, and their contract disappears. They also, some of the guys just love to play, too, Ron. You know, they really love to play. Yeah, in college, but by the time you're getting to the pros, you're like, it's a job for these people. And they're in their early 20s, and they got, what, three years average before they're out? I think it may be four, but it's probably three and a half to four, because we tend to look at Peyton Manning. But just think, you're a... You're a, um, a a fan of who? The Giants? The Giants, yeah. That's your number one team? Yeah. You watch every Giant game, right? Of course, yeah. How many Giant players out of the 40 do you think could walk in here at different times and you wouldn't say to, your, you would say to yourself, oh, there's a New York Giant? Five. Do you think there's five? Eli, Victor. Well, I was going to say Hakeem Nix, but he's no longer a Giant. Ahmad Bradshaw. Probably more former Giants than actual. Yeah, of the actual current team? Of the yeah. actual current guys. <laughs> There are probably 80 to 90% of those guys that you might hear their names and know their names a little bit. But if they walked in here right now and said, I'm doing a, a show, you'd be like, well, we're on the fucking air right now. Fuck's your problem. Back it off. Doesn't, See on air light? Doesn't help that they're always wearing helmets, too. Exactly. It's a very big point. It's, it's another reason that you don't care about the players that much. They don't matter to you. You don't really even see their pain. Once you do your, oh, jacked up. <laughs> so strange around here. I try to go everything, but it's so strange. One after another. All right, so I guess that's the big story that the NFL constantly, constantly gets sued now. Yeah, they gave up a little bit of cash once. Now that's yeah, the president. Yeah, but they don't have to worry about so it. I'm just stop yeah, him. yeah. Stop and let the funny joke, and then we'll hear you're on the nose thing. He just said that's the president. That's the president. Instead of all right. Now, what did you want to say, Fez? They don't pay out anything because that last lawsuit ended up being like seventy bucks a person on the concussions, and even Goodell said that's just chicken feed. Um. Hey, uh, David, you're on the Run and Fez show. Hey, Ronnie. Yeah, I'm working. I'll be seven years clean July 5th. Congratulations, but, brother. Uh, I was easily taking 15, 20, 25 a day. I had this thing. I would set my alarm for 6 a.m., reach over to the table, take two, go back to bed, wake up at 7, ready for the day, and just take them all day long if I had them, now, literally all day long. Were you in pain? No. <laughs> just... No, Doing that for just you were in mental it, pain. You were just trying was, to deal with being a person. It was as important as water and air and food for four or five years of my life. Probably literally. even a little more important. <laughs> if you had to give it food or Vicodin. <laughs> the Vicodin made me feel better. <laughs> yeah. It was I was taking Vicodin, Percocet, Lortab, Oxycot, whatever yeah. whatever I could get my hands on I was taking and I just went to my parents one day and came clean and said, I'm gonna lay down on your couch. I don't know when I'm going to get up, <laughs> but when I do finally get up, I'll, hopefully I'll be better. It took a better part of the summer, from July 5th to September, close to then, is when I finally came out of the cloud, I guess. Oh, and, yeah. Um, it takes a while for your, your brain to start kind of working again. Like uh, you're but, going uh, through the day, but your brain isn't like your old brain yet. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like You don't think the way you used to think long after you know kicking something. 
Um, it's, uh, I'm, I made it through the other side, and everything, everything's great now. My life's back together, so it can be done. Sweet, I David. I promise you that. That's a great story. Thanks, pal. Uh, thank you. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, we can put him on that Risk show. Oh, he'd have plenty of great stories. I've been invited to go on that Risk show, and I'm going over the stories in my head, and I just don't know if I have something disgusting enough. I, my thing is, is I don't like to share stories that other people would be embarrassed or humiliated by, or even they wouldn't have a chance to say whether or not they want to do it. I don't feel like I could tell those kind of stories. People love fucking telling them, just like the worst, darkest moments. I don't mind telling the worst, darkest moment in my life, but there's normally I'm there with other people. I'm not like you, the lone wolf. It would be like me and some other motherfucker did something awful. You know what I mean? I don't want to drag them down. So I might have to use one of your stories about the time you shit yourself in church. Um, it was just between you and me. Yeah, but you purposely did it. Brad in Texas, you're on the run of Fez show. Hey, what's up, Brownie? Hey. Um, no, I just... Uh, the NFL getting sued again, it's just kind of interesting. They're a nonprofit organization. It makes me wonder if any other nonprofit organization has been sued as much as the NFL. They are, they're like the Red Cross in a lot of ways. I think of the NFL as the Red Cross. I donated to them during Katrina. Yeah, well, absolutely. There's, they're, they're so incredibly... When people try to say that they're stupid, they're not paying attention to stuff. They're really smart. And most of the fucking... Uh, bets that they make are like right on. You know, most of the bets they make pay off. They only have one problem. That? They can't grow outside of the United States. They haven't been able to have that happen. You know, so like Apple computer looks at the whole world, you know? Yeah. Exxon thinks of itself as an international company. The NFL is American and they hate it. They're trying to get England. Was it three games this this season? It's fucking London. But who goes to those games? Expats. Yeah. So you, it's not like Coke sells their product to Americans living <laughs> in South Korea. They sell their products to South Koreans. They could probably get if they got like two good teams sell out a cricket match in Yankee Stadium. It's, I mean, selling a whole season that's a whole nother thing. That's true. Uh, you know, what happens is when the soccer teams come into this country, Manchester and all that, they fucking draw huge. People I don't know out. why we don't try to get in those leagues rather than starting our own. I think the best sports story this week is that Manchester City guy who wants to be traded. He makes $16 million a year. He wants to be traded because they didn't make a big enough deal over his birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Now, you know he's in his early 20s. For some reason, guys that are in their 20s treat their birthdays the same way they did when they were five years old. They want it to be their special day. It's a massive, it's a massive event. Everyone should pay attention. You know that your maturity has been stunted when you wake up as an adult and you're excited that it's your birthday everyone's gonna get me stuff today <laughs> everyone's gonna be nice to me i'm going to get a cake have a special dinner yeah now the owner shook his hand on his big day 31st birthday i always just say to people this is how little i am into the special day thing i don't know i'll just have christmas when i see you let's just do it that way then that'll be Christmas. Let's table it till next time. <laughs> yeah. Let's just put off Christmas for a while. 
But I think there's something... There's something so wrong with an adult acting... Anyone who says, my birthday got ruined, and they're over five, I'm stunned by. I see, like in the city, if you're out late at night, you see like women and... And they sometimes dudes having a fucking fit, running out of bars, screaming, you know, today was the fucking worst day ever, and it was my birthday. I've seen it so many times. Older what? women. They make it a whole birthday week. Like, there's a whole lead up, and they have to wear a sash and a crown. Yeah. <laughs> and for this to happen, for something like this to happen on my birthday... <laughs> You just go there and you just see someone crying. <laughs> of all days for this to happen! <laughs> Shut up. Shut up, you're retarded. You're drunk, you're a drug whore. But I'm only 33 once. <laughs> <laughs> it's put it behind you. I shouldn't even be telling people that. But this is the year that Jesus and Belushi died. <laughs> I should be celebrating. Yeah, you're special like them. Uh, Jimmy, you're on the Running Fest show. Hey guys, um, before Ronnie, I got a question for you. But before I do, I just wanted to uh, say to Fezzi, I think you're doing great, man. I see you coming back little by little. I'm really enjoying it. I love the progress you're making. Ow! Well, thank you, my friend. Thank you, my friend. Woo! Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. Kill him. Uh, hey, Ronnie, I got a question for you. You think along the lines of what you're talking about before? that uh, you'd ever write a book about your life, because I think a lot of us would be very interested in reading about your uh, you know, your passage to sobriety and, and all the experiences that you had. Um, the book, you know, this gets brought up to me sometimes, but I can't begin to describe how lazy I am. And my other, my other problem is this. I have such an appreciation for books that I would hate to write a shitty one. You know what I mean? Well, I hate sure. just to have a, a book, just to have a product out there. <laughs> what did you feel about, like, Ron, the Ron Bangs story, buying Ron Bangs and with? Why don't you know my last name, you fucking idiot? <laughs> it's not stupidity, it's a speech impediment. That's the same thing. What? Stutterers are fucking morons. It's I'm a slur, not a stutterer. You thick tongue fucking moron. <laughs> The Ron Bankton story. The Ron Bankton with. I gotta get through this name. I gotta get through this. Flutus. Like a ghostwriter, you know, with you. Uh, Mr. Bankton, there's someone up front for you right now. You fucking thick tongue prick. The Ron Bennington story Ugh. by Ron Bennington you know, with. The, 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 just the, the way you spit it out. Yeah. Ugh, like you despise me. What? <laughs> Even if I was in my, like, 60s and I just had lived this incredible life, I still would just freak out if they told me I was going to write a book. Because I was in, like, if they told me I had to, like, write a 12-page paper in school, I was thinking, okay, I gotta, I'll just yeah, but drop you out. Yeah, put that down, you know what I mean? Like, I do have some wisdoms to share, Hold. some fucking angles that you can do, <laughs> the ways to get over, how to steal from your fellow man. You know, that would be beautiful to put in a book. Something more like a how-to guide. My spiritual breakthroughs that I've had, even though I'm around three dark atheists <laughs> with just fucking ashen hearts <laughs> that have zero appreciation for the life they've been given. One keeps taking his hat off and putting it on <laughs> all fucking morning. Seriously, you're driving me crazy. Right, it's going to stay on. 
You're like, it's, it's, it's like the 1920s and I'm seeing some kind of a weird magic hat. The hat has went off and come on 15 fucking times. It's staying on, all right? No more distractions with the hat. None more. None more. None more. Sorry, Mr. Bangton. Ron Bangton. Um, <laughs> Snow, you're on the Run Fez show. Right, million five, dude, million five. Million. If you do make that book, man, I got a title suggestion for you. About none of your business. Be a very short book. <laughs> but I kind of was raised to not fucking, you know what I mean? Quite a surprise because you people were, were calling me and say, you know, how you doing? He goes, none of your business. Well, here's the thing. Like, even at a meeting, you're supposed to share. And my share was this. <laughs> uh, something happened and now it's better. So let's not make a big deal of it. Move on. You. You, whiny guy, start crying about your life. <laughs> start fucking sobbing. No, I like to share something someday. I like to be that fucking guy. Hicks told me, Mr. Bankton, you ought to get a goat rider. It's not a fucking goat rider, you fucking moron. It's a ghost rider. I thought I said ghost. You thought I was going to ride a goat. I'll get my man who was going to goat ride with me. <laughs> I thought I was talking about that Nick Cage movie where he had a flaming skull for a head. What's the name of that movie? I think Goat Rider. <laughs> <laughs> um, Greg, you're on the Ron Fez show. Greg. Oh, hi. Hey, Ron. Yeah. Hey, uh, I was listening to you talk about the NFL trying to go to other countries. So what? Back when the NFL? Yeah. Yeah, when I was in the Navy... We would watch, uh, go to other countries. We'd stay at our little station and watch, and we would also meet navels from other countries. And we would watch football, and nobody from other countries have any interest in football because of the sports they play. And yeah, it's so much tougher with. than football. That's the thing. You gotta be raised with a sport to care about it. That's, a, it's that simple. It's very rarely do you start getting into a sport when you're an adult. Right now, I have too many sports in my life. I need to cut it back a little bit. The last sport I got into was probably tennis. I started watching tennis when I was like... And that was maybe in college. And, and I just started watching it. It's weird. There for a while, let's say from the 70s into the 80s, tennis had kind of moved up, certainly like being bigger than like hockey. You know, it was like a, like a four sport. It was even above golf there for a while. And now, it, you know, it's fallen down to nothing. And even golf was kind of a backwater sport. Dorn Tiger moved up way high. Now the Tiger isn't winning. Dropped way low. Same thing happened with NASCAR. Well, for tennis, when's the last time there was a great American player? I mean, Andy Roddick, what, did he win one? And he was then a, he's a bomb, Andy Roddick. The rest of the time, he well, just served can, fast. Yeah, but if you're a, a fan of the sport, where do you care where the fucking person comes from? If you're a baseball fan and a Dominican is fucking playing, you're not like, I can't identify with him because you love the sport, not your fucking nationalism. <laughs> yeah, I, I never thought... It's like I, fucking I'm... watching Fox <laughs> News every time this guy <laughs> Like, good old USA. If Agassi doesn't win, I'm going to be pissed. Are you telling me like you would not love Jordan if you found out Jordan was from France? You'd be a lot less likely to relate to him. Why? 
You have nothing in common with him now. You're short. He's tall. You're from fucking West Coast. He's from the East Coast. You're semi-white. He's black. They have great tongues. You decided to relate to him because of his style of play. And you're like, oh, I want to be part of this. I want to love this for what it is. But you kind of have to be raised with a sport. It's very hard for people. It's like when people are like, eh, teach me about baseball. I'm like, no. <laughs> No. What's a sport you're considering cutting out if you had to cut one out? Well, I didn't know I had to consider cutting one out. But there are things... I think I watch less baseball now than I ever have my whole life. Uh, I cut out college football and I was into that for a while. But I'm like, I can't take up an entire fucking weekend and live in New York City. If I lived in the fucking country... I might be like, yeah, I want to watch football all weekend, but it's stupid to live in New York and just watch 48 hours of straight football. I never even got into college football, and I'm so happy for it. I, I just look at it, and I just hate it. Why do you hate it? It's, so? it's just fucking, there's too many fucking people at the games. Uh, Sean, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie, I can't believe Shelby's on the radio. He, he asked who's, who's been the last great tennis player in the U.S., and he's never heard of Pete Sampras. You motherfucker. Yeah, two, Do you what, know that beautiful Greek American ago? man? Yeah, but no. they, you know, probably because Pete Sampras played when to when? What, he was like in the... He just stopped playing like four or five years ago. I know. He has more Wimbledon titles than anybody else. Look he's got up. more. He's hey. the greatest player of all time. I'm... And that what, big what do you want to apologize for, Shelby? Apologize. Be a man. Step up and apologize. Come on, you I'll accept jerk. It. <laughs> yeah, he stopped playing 12 years ago. Well, uh, since no way. No way. He last played in a top-level tournament in 2002. It's all been Federer and Djokovic and Nadal since then. Uh, Tyler and Austin, you're on the Run of Fest show. Yeah, you had a comment not too long ago about... Uh, Loving a sport, not where people are from, but I believe that boxing died because we haven't had a great American heavyweight in years. Boxing died because the only way you could watch it is pay $90. Yep. And boxing died because uh, kids do not, uh, aren't pushed into boxing at an early age in this country. Uh, it used to be you were a tough kid, you were pushed into boxing. Now if you're a tough kid, you're probably pushed into football. But you don't think if Tyson and Holyfield were fighting right now, boxing wouldn't be the biggest thing on the planet? Uh, yeah, but that's what, what I just tried to tell you. We stopped watching it because of the pay-per-views, but the fact of the matter, T.O. probably would have been a heavyweight fucking champion at one time. Michael Jordan probably would have went into boxing. Peyton Manning might have went into boxing. We used to take our best athletes and put them into boxing. Now you wouldn't do that to your children. <laughs> and that there are there were good foreign uh, heavyweights. The Klitschko brothers, if they fought, I'd watch that. That would be a big deal. But they promised their mom they wouldn't. Lance Lewis was fucking British. He was a heavyweight. Yeah. If you wanted to watch them or even learn about them, all you could buy was pay-per-views. And they did that for 20 years. They took the boxing away from people watching it and talking about it. If every time you watched a football uh, game, it was only the Super Bowl, <laughs> and you had to pay for it, after a few years, you get a little bored of it. They give the sport away all year on TV to make it bigger. I can, I, I, I've never paid for a Mayweather fight. I, I couldn't even fucking justify that shit. Uh, Artie, you're on the Run of Fez show. Ronnie, see you a million bucks. Yeah. 
Hey, I just was listening to O&A this morning, and they're in best of. And I got to say, Pepper Hicks fucking sucks at best of. They got stuff from back in 2006 going on, and I even heard some of you guys on there. But when we have the best of from you... Well, but here's what you got to understand, Artie. You're a longtime listener, and that's great. But a lot of people on this station are just hearing us now, and the bosses want to push the raw dog angle to them. I hear you. So it's not all Hicks' fault. Well, Hicks fucking kowtows to the bosses like there's no fucking tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, he's yeah, a, a pip-style yes-man. <laughs> no. You got accused of that the other day. <laughs> that was bullshit. Right. I didn't even know when they were on Best of this week. Yeah, yesterday was uh, their last live show. They're on vacation. For how long? Uh, a week till the middle of next week. A week till the middle of next week. <laughs> till the middle of next week. What's t- now? This is the middle of this week, right? <laughs> yeah. So till next Wednesday. Till next Wednesday. Okay. Are they off next Wednesday or on? They are off next Wednesday, so they'll be back live Thursday. Right. So that's the end of the week. <laughs> Your week till the middle of next week. <laughs> I meant. He acts like we have no systems of measurement. <laughs> are they coming back on Saturday? <laughs> no. They come back next week. What month? You know, we have days June. lined up. And that guy took one day of their best stuff and said it was a million times better than you. <laughs> Are you sure they haven't been on the, the rest of the week? Yeah, they were in here yesterday. Right? Yeah, yesterday was the last live show before vacation. Vacation. You just said that by accident. Oh, my God. I meant vacation. They. Did Don treat you into some things because some studio stuff? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he, he, he you made me. that one, huh? You made that fucking list. <laughs> I got on that. I got that CC'd. Fez, did you see the one I forwarded you? Yes, I did. Well, you agree with me or disagree? I agree with you. That's unusual. Because Fez normally goes out of his way to say, Ron, with, do, with all due respect, <laughs> here's where I think you're wrong. Ron, you don't know shit. Let me tell you how yeah. it really goes yeah, down. Yeah, that's here. what he says. I'm going to take you to school. Teacher classes in session. I want to give away something nice today out of the prize closet. What do you got, Chris? I got Hostel, signed by Eli Roth. It's a lovely prize for someone. Um, here's uh, John. John, you're on the Run and Fez show. Ron and Fez, the problem with the NFL is they get away with anything they want to get away with. They have their own security force, the NFL security. And they are basically made up, they consist of ex-Justice, uh, Department of Justice officials. Okay, so anytime the FBI comes in and investigates fixing of NFL football games or shaving points or whatever, they can come up with, you know, all kinds of, uh, uh, evidence to support their theories about the, the corruption within the NFL. But when it comes to prosecuting any of it, it it's quashed by NFL security and the people, uh, from the Justice Department who have been. Uh, you're making a lot of accusations. Give me one game. That you know Alex, for a fact that they shave points. Alex Karras was suspended from the NFL uh, back in the late 60s, admitted to fixing football games, and was suspended from the league for several years. He never then, fixed a football game. He actually bet on his team. It's a big well, no, difference. They shaved, they shaved points. He was accused of shaving points. And uh, that's why they got rid of him. And let's, let's go to the NBA. You know, I mean, No, no, no. You said the NFL. These are two different leagues. Yeah, but you well, act Alex like this Karras, is all known... And I know that uh, that Karras had bet, and it wasn't even a, a big bet, something against 
uh, a player on the Packers, and they both were suspended. Yes, and, and the, the whole league to start off with. But was that's a lot different than shaving points. The whole points. league was founded by bookies. The whole but, league was but, started right, but stop as, as like with, high lie. Yeah, well, hold on. Uh, stop with that. Now we've moved on. It's been a modern game for many, many years. Back when you were talking about it, it was guys playing in the backyards almost. Chris, you got yeah. any evidence? All, of this? all I'm saying, all I found was uh, Karras and Mid placing bets on NFL games. Right. Mm-hmm. Not, not but, shaving points. Yeah, well, there we're shaving points, and, and the they're not. Crazy. You're just making go, shit up, John. Go, You're an NFL read, truther. Go read, go read the articles that Rosie Rosie. No, Claire, here's the thing. Uh, Rosie, Rosie Perez. Why would Rosie those Perez do investigations by the FBI? All right, first uh, of all, John, John, fixing. I'm not okay. a fucking. I'm not sitting. Here. Everything that you're bringing up is over 50 years old. No fucking guy is going to be part of that. Um, Rocky, you're on the Ron Fez show. Hey, uh, yeah, boxing's dead because UFC killed it. I mean, when you get a UFC paper, you get at least three great fights. Well, and first of all, I think that UFC came in and filled that spot that boxing was in, but there was never a thing where they killed it. They they were just there after boxing was uh, in trouble. Um, but UFC is a very interesting fringe sport, but it's still not a mainstream sport now. I don't watch it. I watched, remember, I watched the first UFC, like UFC 1, like on a VHS, VHS tape, and it was great, because it was just like, different. it was like, it was literally like blood sport, where it was just different guys fucking fighting each other, uh, with different styles. Now, I'm not, I'm not into anything. And now I, and I hear about it, but it seems like there's a different best fighter, like, every year. Yeah, there has to be, because you can't be in that game too long. You know what I mean? These guys are only doing a couple fights before they move on. The last time I was excited about MMA was Kimbo Slice, and that guy just got knocked the hell out. The last time I was excited about them was, I guess, Undertaker. (laughs) And now that he's lost, forget it. Streak's over, man. What's the point? Um, Hey, Cam, you're on the Manifest Show. Yeah, hey, Ron. I was just going to say, um, you know, if American parents really stop letting their kids play football, there, there's not going to be that foreign influx of players to, you know, even in boxing when the Americans stopped playing, you had all these other guys. But nobody else plays football. So, you know, if, if the schools... Well, we current, have Samoans. They, for, <laughs> I'm very serious about it. For being a very small island, there's a high percentage of them coming to the States now. Uh, but what we're looking at with football players... It's low-income people. High-income people and even middle-income people don't want their little kids playing football. They want their little kids to try glee classes so they can be the next Justin Timberlake. Yeah, but do you also, what about the insurance thing for schools? I think some schools already start canceling programs like that because they're Well, yeah, I mean, you can't expect a, a school in the future. Uh, a high school. But again, you're looking at different parts of the country. Texas, football is still big. Uh, most of the South, Alabama, Florida, probably Florida, not as big, drawing home, home teams out, you know. Uh, but Texas, Ohio, still very big. But yeah, I think it's becoming a lower income sport to play, and then one percenters go to the games. It's really getting weird <laughs> with that. Fucking Roman it used times. to be, yeah, and it used to be. It used to be a a working class sport. Like you used to go to uh, when I was an Eagles uh, 
games as a kid, all the seats were owned by kind of union guys. You know what I mean? Like regular guys who were ready to throw down physical guys. Now you see guys that work with Pepsi and... You know, big companies are at the game. And if you're even close to being a, like, a regular person, you have to finance the actual seats for, like, you know, the PSLs or whatever. It, it's, it's fucking it's crazy how expensive it is. All right. Uh, we're going to give something away. If you'd like to win, give us a call. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Contest coming up soon. Maybe we'll even give out a couple prizes. It's the Ron and Fez Show. Yeah, buddies, it's the Ron and Fez show. Um, we got a, a giveaway to do here. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. And it's, um, it's a brand new game that we're doing that comes to us from our new friends uh, from Jamaica. It's the Millers. Cause you're Jamaican Miss Wazzy This is Jamaican Miss Wazzy Give us the movie Ja, ja, boom, boom, boom Run, burning down So it's, um, you guys are the Millers I'm Samson Miller, and here's me brother, Orsemouth Miller Orsmouth? Orsmouth yeah. Miller. Orsmouth Miller and Samson Miller. Samson Miller. We come from Kingston. You're, oh, you're saying the, it weird. No, the uh, Kingston is the largest city of Jamaica, correct? That's right, Ron Bennington. So you didn't really even check into it too much. You just thought, here's the map. Largest city. I'll pick that. The school system is, is struggling. We, okay. we, we did not get a good education, man. All right, now explain to us how the new game uh, works out, Miller Brothers. This is the new game show. See, it's called Jamaican Miswazi. Uh huh, Jamaican Miswazi. It's like Patrick Swayze. Right. Now, myself or my brother. Orsmouth? Orsmouth. Okay. You say it, it's weird. It's right. Orsmouth. You we'll sounded Irish. <laughs> we'll be reading a. Court of Patrick Swayze from one of his movies. All right, so it's a court of Patrick Swayze. Court, court <laughs> of Patrick Swayze from one of his movies. Now, if you could, what's I- the name of this game again? It's Jamaican Miss Swayze. Jamaican Miss Swayze. The man is a national treasure. Yeah, for our nation, not yours. Ron yeah. Patrick Swayze is yeah. like God. If there's jaw. And then there's Patrick Swayze in Jamaica. So they like Patrick Swayze in Jamaica. We love Patrick Swayze in Jamaica. What do you guys do down there? Uh, I see you're each drinking a red stripe, huh? Delicious red. See, I used to be, well, I was a busboy at the Margaritaville in Montego Bay for a while. Mm. Now I I live by the beach. I know that's not true. (laughs) They'd never let you do that job. Americans tip shittily. Shittily? I live in a hovel, Ron. I oh. just came up to America to play this game show. All right, and the game show is what? 
Jamaican me Swayze. Okay, so you say Jamaican me because you're both from Jamaica. That's true. And yeah. then Swayze because it rhymes with crazy. It's the whole reason for doing this. You know what? It, when you put it like that, yes, but we are big fans of Patrick Swayze. We're huge cinephiles. Okay, huge cinephiles. All right, let's try the first person. Uh, Brian, looks like you'll be the first and last person ever to play Jamaican me uh, Swayze. No! This is terrifying, okay? Hey. Here is the first quote. And the only quote. It's kind of strange, isn't it? How the mountains pay us no attention at all. You laugh or you cry. The wind just keeps on blowing. What movie from the legendary Patrick Swayze was that from? Ooh, uh, I'm going to say Roadhouse. Oh, that's no good, brother. Oh, sorry, that's no good, brother. No good, brother. You uh, don't know your Swayze well enough. All right, here's Tim. Tim. Yo. Do you need to hear it again? No, I'm good. Uh, what movie uh, is Jamaican you Swayze? Red Dawn. Oh, yeah, man. It is when a copy of Hostel, sent by Eli Roth. Eli Hostel? Roth. Direct, director's Hostel. edition. It's a good prize. Do you mean Hostel? Yes, Hostel. Hostel? Hostel, I'm, that's what I'm saying. Hostel? Hostel. Hostel? That's what Hostel. Hostel? Hostel. Hostel? Hostel. Hostel? Hostel. See, I don't think you guys are getting it right. I, I want to play another round. Of Jamaican me uh, Swayze. Cause you're Jamaican me Swayze. This is Jamaican me Swayze. By the way, Give I thought that would be funnier with just the high voice. I want to hear it. Do you still have that one? Yes, yeah. With the high voice? Upstairs, or no. mouth got it. Oh, you do guys down air. Here. Air. Here. Air. Go ahead, Orse Mouth. Orse Mouth, what? Don't take all day now. We got to play Jamaica Miss Swayze. Maybe I'm crazy. This is Jamaican Miss Swayze. This is Jamaican Miss Swayze. Give us the movie. All right, I'm fucking putting my foot down. That's a hundred times uh, better, or a hundred times better. We That's got to go back to being the new theme song. We outsourced that one. <laughs> I think it's hysterical. Uh, all right, uh, who's reading this one? I am Miss Samson Miller from Jamaica. My brother. Oh, oh who's that? You guys are related. We're brethren. Yeah, it's my brother over there. Horse mouth. Oh, that's your brother. My brother. 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 I'm his brother. You're saying it wrong. I'm his brother. 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 Horse mouth. In this round of Jamaican Miss Swayze, you could win Oop Dreams, signed by Steve James. Oop Dreams? Oop Dreams. Alright, uh, let's go and find the next person. This is uh, Scott from Kentucky. Go ahead, Scott. How are you doing? Good, and yourself? Scott, you been to Jamaica before? No, sir. 
Um, alright, let's just give it a try. Here's your quote. You don't understand the way it is. I mean, for somebody like me. Last month, I'm, I'm eating juju bibs to keep alive. This month, women are stuffing diamonds in my pockets. I'm bouncing on shit and quick. As that, I could be down there again. You don't know what an apostrophe is. <laughs> you want your brother or Smouth to read it for you? I, I, I could give it another try. I don't know. Maybe if Orsmouth has it. <laughs> you don't know the way it is. I mean, for somebody like me. Last month, I'm... I'm eating jujubes to keep alive. This month, women are stuffing diamonds in my pockets. Uh, there's a couple of times you sound like an Arab there, or smell. <laughs> uh, do you know what it is? Ah, shit. Nah, I don't, but I'm going to guess Roadhouse. Everyone guesses Roadhouse for everything. Oh, that's no good, brother. Now, I know less about Patrick Swayze than I thought I did uh, hearing this game. I didn't know a bunch of these. Um... Hey, uh, Cooch. Cooch, you got an answer? I got it. Uh, Dirty Dancing. Oh, yeah, man. He just won a copy of Oop Dream signed by Steve James. Steve Jobs? Steve James. Oop Dreams. I, I don't know whether we'll ever play this, Jamaican Me Crazy again. Jamaican Me Swayze. But let's play it one more time. I want to go back to the new song. The new old song, because I think it works better. Maybe I'm crazy. This is Jamaican Miss Wazy. This is Jamaican Miss Wazy. Give us the movie. That's strong. That is strong. Voice of an angel. <laughs> yeah. An angel in the morning, am I right? I don't know what she even means. <laughs> Raga. Um, hey, Sean, how are you? You a big Patrick Swayze fan? Yeah. Well, this should be easy for you then. These two uh, Jamaican brothers, the Millers. I'm Samson Miller. I'm Orsmouth Miller. Right. Orsmouth and Samson are here. No, Orsmouth. Orsmouth Miller. Ors. Ors. It's Orsmouth Miller. Orsmouth Miller. You're saying it wrong. Uh, now you just got <laughs> Czechoslovakian out of nowhere. Um, Jamaica's very diverse. Sean. Yeah. Listen to this clue. Orsmouth, you better read. All you have to do is follow three simple rules. One, never underestimate your opponent. Expect the unexpected. Two, take it outside. Never start anything unless the bar is absolutely necessary. And three, be nice. Which roadhouse. Oh, yeah, man. Three times in a row, people picked Roadhouse and it finally comes through. It was bound to happen. Sure, sooner or later. <laughs> he just won a copy of Home for the Holidays, signed by Ollie Hunter. Home for the Holidays, signed by Ollie Hunter? That's correct. Oh. Home for the Holidays, signed oh. by Ollie Hunter. Home for the Holidays, signed by Ollie Hunter. No, you're saying it wrong. Orsmouth doesn't know what he's talking you're about. You're saying it wrong. <laughs> you're saying it wrong. You're doing the wrong accent. Boom McLeod. Play the song one more time. <laughs> to take man. This out. 
is Jamaican Miss Wazy. This is Jamaican Miss Wazy. Give us the movie. Oh, that was awful. All right, there it is. Jamaican Miss Swayze. This is the movie. Um, I don't know. What did you guys think of it? What would you give it a letter grade? Oh, I give the Miller Brothers an A. Really? Yeah. That's that Melker? Horse mouth character? Yeah. Wow, what a, what a great name on that guy. You know, you might be right. It's We probably should only keep horse mouth. No, I, Samson is just to die for as well. I don't know. They took the read away from him. <laughs> they took his singing away from him. And a couple of times he sounded Czechoslovakian. Horse mouth number one. <laughs> okay. Hey, get out of here. Get out oh, of here. You're, playing, you're, you're doing two characters. That's great. Your time's over, buddy. Yeah. One of them is a person. <laughs> one of the things you're doing is a human. How come you guys didn't include Fez in that? Kind of been triplets. Nothing. I don't I hear anything. I didn't back. know if Fez could do a Jamaican accent. Why wouldn't you ask? He'd like the chance to try. Even though he's not talking now, somewhere in there, I think he's a human being. I thought he just did wrestlers. Um. Well, he did do that. World champion. All right, eight six six Ron zero Fez. Eight six six Ron zero Fez. That's it for Jamaican me Swayze. Um. And it's too bad because it really did seem like it took America by storm. I mean, there's, yeah. everyone loves Patrick Swayze. I just didn't know it was so big in Jamaica. If they all love him, why do they say the same movie no matter what? See, those are Americans. If, if there were more Jamaican callers, they'd be just going through all sorts of great films. They would be saying Black Dog. <laughs> cool Runnings. Um, what is it, LT? Hey, I just called 866 Ron Zero Awesome Mouth and got through. Mm, okay, there we go. Thanks. They're like a little joke for everybody. <laughs> she did a funny little joke that people could uh, enjoy. She was banned again. Here's a piece up on the iBang where um, I think this vulture put this out. Ted Leo and Amy Mann's depressing TV theme songs. And I never even noticed that TV theme songs can be a little depressing. Cheers was a little little down. Yes, that makes this list of songs that's on here. Don't go to the iBang much, huh, Chris? I do. I'm waiting for Shelves to just hit play. There we go. No, you got to do it from the beginning here, Shelb. This isn't that do a type of thing. Some of our favorite theme songs, hopefully funny and uh, cheery, I imagine. But well, as soon as we started listening to theme songs, we realized the best ones were really depressing. Yeah. And then we became kind of fascinated with how many really depressing TV theme songs there were. So, so we put this medley together, and it's really just scratching the surface of that world. <laughs> Yeah. 
this time you're on your own Give me a break, now I know what it takes I'm putting a new face on the old one Welcome back Your dreams were your ticket out Unlike the animals, animals Trap, trap, trap to the cages full And they're here for a very long time They'll have to make the best of things It's an uphill climb So baby, if you've ever wondered Wondered whatever became of me Give me some rope, time and a dream Give me some hope to run out of steam Someone has said it could be here We could be wrapped up tight and dead in a year I can't count the reasons I should stay One by one they all just fade away Cause suicide is painless That's both, and it's true, right? These are really kind of depressing songs. I'm down right now. I didn't realize but how isn't depressing. It's weird that Amy Mann sings anything, and it sounds like an Amy Mann song. She has such a, like a unique voice and style, and I don't can't tell if she's oddly hot or just hot. Oh, she's just hot. Yeah. I don't even know where you would get the oddly from. You walked into any fucking let's say, Amy Mann was your chick. And you walked into any room with that, everyone would say to you, um, you're in over your head, dude, or you don't even deserve her. The glasses are very sexy. Everything about her is very sexy, including the way she sings. Where did you get the oddly from? I don't know. I thought there was something. Because with- she has glasses. <laughs> <laughs> that, that did skew me a little bit. You, you know, they always say boys don't make passes that girls who wear glasses, but... I disagree. I think you should make this passes. This is odd to Chris. This is disgusting. <laughs> a hot, tall, blonde <laughs> goddess. Ew. Sound Who like else me. Who do you find oddly hot? Uh, Fruza Balk. Uh, she was uh, the girlfriend. She was in the craft. Was she odd to you? I don't know. Something. Something seems off about her. Maybe she's crazy. But I think she's oddly hot. She has a giant mouth. I mean, that could. I think off. she's just hot, hot. Set her up with horse mouth. You won't. You guys aren't going to drop that bit, huh? I mean, I, this is going to be I mean, just keep the last bringing re- it back up again, le- as if less yeah, reference to whatever, as if it makes any sense whatsoever. I like a good depressing TV show, and I think Louie is that for me right now. Louie is the only show that they show people doing stuff like actual shopping or the fact that he makes food for his kids. And it looks so weird because we're not used to... Like, you never saw Mrs. Brady actually cooking all those years. She suddenly has a giant meatloaf and mashed potatoes. It's already... Got that turkey done for everyone. She's not, like, stirring and scraping stuff off. Look who it is. It's our old buddy Mikey D. Hey, Ron. Hey, guys. What's going on? What's up? 
Hey, you know, I was um, I was listening to you uh, before the contest, the Miller brothers and all that stuff, about that guy freaking out, the Manchester soccer player that they forgot his birthday. Oh, yeah. And um, reminds me of uh, March of 2005, when uh, a certain radio host forgot my birthday, and it started the uh, beginning of the meltdown. Oh, is that what the fight was about? That's how it started. No, I knew it was your birthday. And I then, didn't forget uh, it. The, the show, and especially, you know, Fezzi, forgot about my birthday, and I was uh, livid, and I went on, on the air while you guys were in uh, D.C. And then and, uh, Fez had the meltdown on his birthday. Exactly. Because I remember right after my grandmother was died. going on this long rampage, just screaming, and it was like really the first, no, it was 100% the first Fez crying on the air. But somebody was standing there holding an ice cream cake, like kind of shocked, <laughs> and I was watching it melt during a 30-minute just uh, angry Fez attack. I think that was Don the Hypnotist. It was Don. Hold on for one second. I got to check on my girl here. Shrekalove, how are you? Hi, buddies. I'm, I'm feeling very, very lucky this morning. Tell me the truth. I'm really okay. I, I, I can handle bad news. Are you dead? I amazingly am not dead. I saw the picture of the car. It looks terrible. Yeah. What happened? Well... Can I tell you the craziest thing? Yeah. I've only been in two car accidents in my life. Both of them, this past, the other one was when I was 16. Both of them were at the exact same intersection. I was going the exact same way, and some asshole pulled out in front of me. And isn't that crazy? I don't know if I should go to Vegas or what happened. Something must have happened in a past life to you at that place. Yeah, but both times I walked away when I shouldn't have at all. So, anyway, I'm shook up and um, feeling some of these total horrible neck, back pain issues, but I'm good. I'm really, really good. Make so sure you bring you. that up to your lawyer. Now, <laughs> do you, are you home and they've, and they've given you medication? Yes, I, I am on Somas and I don't know, some other things. Somas, so. old school with that. Yeah, isn't that funny? So... I'm doing well. Thank you. Thanks, buddies. All right, sweet. And, I'm so glad you're alive and not dead. Yes. And uh, I don't know. To ask, Pepper, am I supposed to go to the racetrack now? I mean, what do I do with do this Do you bus? feel like this is a lucky <laughs> thing? Is she on a lucky streak or an unlucky streak? I'm thinking this is a Final Destination type thing where <laughs> death is haunting her. I never go past that oh, spot. No. Yeah. That's where they're going to take you, that place. Exactly. She said go to Vegas, but you may not ever want to go to Vegas because you just used up all your luck. Just don't drive You're there. You're not dying in the same place. Yeah. Here's the important thing. Is your vagina, ass, and breasts okay? All of that is looking better than All right, ever. that's fantastic. <laughs> then then we got no worries. Godspeed. Okay. All right, so, bye, sweetie. Bye. Thank God for being alive. Imagine how bad we'd be crying today. It would be classic awful. radio because I would come on and I would be like, "I hate to tell everybody this, but at last night on our way home from work, Shrek was in a car accident. No, there were no survivors." Um, I know that she'd want you to keep listening to the show. I know she'd want you to keep playing Jamaican Me Swayze. <laughs> 
But her car went down. Somewhere over the Sea of Japan, <laughs> there were no survivors, well, except for the other driver. He's fine. Why was she driving then? <laughs> we warned her. She had to get home. She had just gotten her furlough. <laughs> Thank God those titties are okay, though. You know something? Do you hear a baby man. say titties is already disturbing? <laughs> I, I never heard you say that before. Because I think that you have zero interest in women. Oh, I got to go back to Mikey D. I left him hanging like a fucking idiot. Mikey, okay. it looks like Fez isn't answering back at all today. I, I, yes, I hear the silence. Yeah. Well, at least Rickle Love is uh, okay. Uh, yeah, that's that. the important thing. That is the important I have thing. been answering that the button has been off in the studio. Oh, do you have the button? You had the button. I, I was talking down. about the sad TV theme song. Fez, did you did you think that we were ignoring you? <laughs> At first, I thought you know because I've been stepping all over people today. So at first, that's what I thought, and then I realized you've been stepping on. I stepped on Chris. I stepped on you a bunch of times. I never noticed that. So, and then when I answered Mikey D back, I realized, oh, Brainiac from Jamaica didn't turn on the tap button. I'm not from Don't Jamaica. give away who the characters are, Fez. <laughs> I'm not. I had to put those You're guys in the, the system. Third wall. Hey, Fez, did they even ask you to join in with that? Oh, no. No. It was just all done before, I, before they like even you told me. you don't fit in? No, they wanted me to help work it out with them once it was all done and play and go over Th it. But no, there was no invitation. I feel totally left out. Thanks for pulling back the curtain. You know what I mean? Because this is like an Easter egg. This is like one of those things where you find out what really goes on. Right, did you want to take the time to apologize to Mikey for over... I can't believe their fight now, according to Mikey... Is nine years. I don't even yeah. remember this. I, I'll tell you what. I know I didn't forget his birthday. I chose to ignore it. So it wasn't a slight of a slip of the mind at all. I don't remember. See, now, that uh, can't be true. That can't be true. Because uh, let me just no say this, friction. Chris. I've known you for how many years? Seven and a half years. I can honestly say I don't know what month your birthday is, <laughs> even though we had a birthday party <laughs> for you that fed through. I think it was in the winter. Was it a January birthday? No, it wasn't. When was it? It was August. That was August? Yeah. That does not seem that long ago. When you were running around with the knife and everything? Yeah, cutting that pinata's head off. I Why thought it was around. So fucked up. What were you, I on. think I drank a bottle of a liter of Jameson. Fez got me, like, have a good birthday, drink two liters of Jameson. And you were yelling, it's my day. Yeah, so. it's my special day. Oh, now yeah. you're going to complain about the party. I'm not. Come on, how, how much fucking whiskey can I drink in two hours, four hours? Looks like two bottles of Jameson's. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm on the wrong side of 30, Ron. Well, the thing is, I don't know how I forgot Mikey's birthday because it's the same day as one of my kids. Oh, I know. I always also forget my kids' birthdays. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this was there was no friction between Fez and I at that point. So Zero. You were best friends. Yeah. No, never. You That's were too, Fez. I tolerated that. him. That's not Fezzy. true. I used him to we get rides to, to work. <laughs> we yes, rides from work, and we used to go out for dinner. Are you, you saying you just used him for that? Days. Yeah, that's all. That's the only reason I even talked to the clown. Wow. So I could get a ride to work and not have <laughs> Who's to this clown. Not have to walk down to Roosevelt Island in the cold uh, down into the subway. Oh, that's not nice. So now I never liked him. You Did never you liked suspect him. that, Mikey. Oh, I'm sorry, say that again?
Did you ever suspect that he was just using you? I never suspected this. Now this is blowing my whole past. Yeah. You know, it's like... Do you swear to this, Fez? Oh, I absolutely swear to it. Do you swear? And I know... I used to cringe when he walked into the studio at NEW. Do you swear that you're being honest on your niece's life? On my niece's lives. All four of them. You have four nieces? I have four nieces. So you had two. I have four. So where does this revelation come from now? What revelation? I knew it all along. You're the one that it's being revealed to. (laughs) Just Just like on the swan. I didn't. What's the swan? <laughs> the the swan is where they take a really hideous person and then try to fix her up with plastic surgery. I never heard of this it's show. Like it, one of the best rally shows. It ever. was on years and well, years ago. Do you ever remember Joe Millionaire, where they faked a millionaire? I was so into that. They're doing that again with Prince Harry. They got a Prince Harry lookalike. And the girls think that they're going to be on a reality show with Prince Harry. And then later they're going to find out that it's just Fez using them to get rides. <laughs> Fez, you said a lot of awful things to Mikey before. Uh-huh. But I think that they'll using him to get rides is the worst. Yeah, that, that, you know. Well, then the truth hurts. Maybe it makes sense now when, uh, you know, he had a clear out from NEW and he asked me to go there and get the boxes with him. And of course, I didn't have a truck at that point. You know, I've never had to clear anything out of work. I could always just leave. <laughs> like, I've been here for years and I don't have one thing here. No. Nothing. So, Fessy, how did you feel when I was in the, at your house staying over? Wait, counting the seconds for it to be over with. At that point, I caught myself a little in deep and couldn't get out of it. You know, that's not true, man. That's absolutely true. A lot of people thought you guys were gay together. Oh, no. I got much better taste. You have no taste. (laughs) Why are you on Mikey's side? I don't know. You got no jizz powder. No, I've been been jizzing rivers. All right. Just stop it. Powder balls. You got to take it off the focus. The focus is uh, Fez and Mikey. Nine years, two best friends have never... Would you like this friendship... To restart, Mikey? It can't restart. It never started. Mikey is who I'm talking to. Yes, of course I would want it to restart. But this is, uh, whew, let me tell you, this is blowing my mind here now. All those years together, hanging out, all being used. We really didn't hang out all that much, uh, other we than the free rides. That nah, wasn't just the rides. We hung out a lot. You took me out for my birthday. Yeah, I wanted to keep those rides coming. <laughs> it gets cold in New York. So awful, seriously, Fez. Freezing the out there. That's the shit I've ever heard. <laughs> it's almost saying, like, when you say to a girl, I never really liked you except for when you blew me. That's how I feel like. Yeah. That's how I honestly feel like now. You honestly feel that way. You shouldn't have called in trying to bring up crap. You get the truth, buddy. I would say I'm going to catch Fez in a lie, but I don't think that he's lying. This is from the heart, the dark heart. <laughs> it is. He's an awful person, if that's true. Mikey, why do you still want to be friends with him? Yeah, why? I, I would like to be friends. I mean, I'm not really... You know, because he's a good guy, man. Oh, by the way, i got to have Mikey in soon. i got to give his DVDs back. Oh, his Writer's Guild DVDs? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Screen, Actor, Screen Actors Guild has been calling me about it. Oh, have they really? No, no, they have not. Because I lent them to somebody, and they just got them back to me. Oh, well, yeah. Well, you know, 
I could pull a fez and say I never wanted you to have it, but I'm not that type of guy. Right, well, I know you're not, and I am your friend. I'm also Fez's friend, so it's always been weird to see two friends. They use, here's the weird thing. Those two were best friends, and I was like the outside third friend, which, by the way, is where I always prefer to be in any group. You know what I mean? <laughs> I am the friend that you don't depend on. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm the friend that you go, I thought he was going to be here. He's not. But that's just him. Whatever. You know what I mean? I don't. We don't care. We don't need him that much. I hate it to be the friend who's like, you weren't here. You let me down. Oh. I want to be the kind of friend where you're like, I can't call him and ask him to do that for me. We're not that close. <laughs> so now, here's the weird thing. The two best friends broke up. And for nine years, I've been had a separate friendship with both of them. That is so weird. I, I've never known them to be friends. It's always been just hatred. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Isn't Peppers that weird in your whole friends. life you never knew them to be friends? And by the way, they've hated each other. <laughs> well, at least Fez has hated Mikey longer than they were friends. Oh. Well, if you add in the time when he thought we were friends, it's Jesus. really long. That's awful. I could show you <laughs> pictures, Fezzy, of us together smiling, and that's genuine. Yeah, That I... is not fake. If that is fake, you are one of the best actors I've ever met. I really should get a Tony for my work in New York. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. New York and D.C., what day are you going to come in to get your DVDs? Because I want to pretend I'm your friend again so I can get a ride that day. Okay. No problem. I'll, I'll figure it out with uh, Chris. With Pepper. I don't know about this. I'm, I feel like I want to stay out of this whole fucking I mess. never stay out of people's troubles. <laughs> I like to be in their troubles. <laughs> Mix it it's up. It's like when you guys look at those two friends together in that picture. Oh, wow. How young they both looked. See? Fez was still a Bucks fan. Smiling like there was no other smiles out there. I'm Fez. Had a I'm nice gritting my teeth. Ups. Excuse me, Fez. I'm gritting my teeth. You don't even see me smile no, on that photo. A, you had a nice chubsy upsy face there, too. It was like kind of friendly. Well, I'm going to let you go, Mikey, but it's right. really well, awkward. I guess I won't get any sleep tonight. Are you that upset? I am upset. Okay. If that's the case. Used, used by... By someone that was like one of my best friends. Gee, maybe oh, well. you shouldn't have tried to call in to start trouble if you're going to have that much trouble sleeping over it tonight. Wow. Well, I, right, guess um, right there, I guess you're right, I guess you're right. I'm going to break here. All right, I'm just, I'm just going to go and sulk. I'll, I'll talk right. to you later. Talk to you later. Bye. Jesus. Now that he's gone, do you swear you really feel that way, Fez? I swear to God. You never were, you were just using him? Yes. That was a very comfortable SUV. I'll give him that much. I've never heard anyone even said using since I was in like elementary school. I got rides but to the airport. Are you using me? No, I love you. Ew. Because <laughs> I know he uses me most when he has his heart attacks and I have to go sit next to him in the hospital. Did you go to that? No. See? You're the outside friend. That's the place to be. <laughs> There's no problems in the world there. All right, I'm going to break. We'll be right back. It's the Ron and Fez show. Ron and Fez. On Raw Dog. Raw Dog. XM. Comedy hit. Channel 99. Steve called me up and said, want to hang out tonight. We could see. 
author Ray Bradbury. Come on, baby, I'm down on one knee. I carved our names on a Halloween tree. You write about Earthlings going to Mars, and I write about blowing you in my car. You won an Emmy Award for the screenplay adaptation of Halloween Tree. Ron-Zero-Fez, waiting for... By the way, take down all the pictures of me and Fez. I don't feel like sitting there looking at all those during the show. Uh, Waiting in just a couple minutes, Jeffrey Gurian is going to have a guest with him today. I get uh, emails from so many people saying that this is their favorite day of the week. From, uh, because of Mr. Gurian? He's going to have to switch his days because of something that we're doing scheduling here. Yeah, it's going to change. He said, and he said to me, he goes, you're telling me, he goes, how come I haven't heard that from Chris? I go, we probably haven't talked to Chris a lot lately. He goes, I just talked to him three times yesterday. I go, have you heard from Fez? He goes, Fez, think. (laughs) (laughs) Well, think of the madness you're saying. I'm glad I'm above Fez and Jeffrey Gurian's fucking ladder. Well, he just think he's got the Shelby thing. You're a bad person, and Fez doesn't matter. Okay. At least I matter, even though I'm Remember a bad when person. Fez was saying that to you, when, and you've forgiven, I guess, him for all the shit that he's done to you. Oh, him? The fucking guy across his way? I hate his guts, but I have to work. His with name him. is Shelby. We're on the 
radio for the people at home. The guy across this way is Shelby. <laughs> Shelby. I hate his guts. And one day he will be fucking destroyed. But I have to work with him in the meantime. There was a murder last night. Well, there were several murders on Fargo. Two main characters. Characters that we care about. Oh, my God. Villains that we care about, but heroes that we care about. Do we know for sure that the last one was... A hundred percent. A hundred percent count on it. Wow. I missed it. People don't just fall down and act like they're knocked out <laughs> when they take a fucking bullet. Jeez, who... They get, so they get shot. They, they're, they're shot mm -hmm. to death. No, they threw a bullet at In him. a blizzard. That looks so frightening, a gunfight in a blizzard. But then there's, I mean, another person who you never wanted to see dead because totally innocent to everything that happened. I felt bad about that. I felt, I actually was thinking of this after Fargo last night. I'm, I sat there thinking, did a TV show ever make me feel bad before or shock me like this? Why don't you watch? I, I I just didn't watch last night. I'm all caught up. Do you? You're not. Last night is caught up. That's true. Um, and then I got so fucking crazy about that. I didn't watch the end of the Miami game. I was going back and forth. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm like, well, I'll put this on pause and I'll go watch the Miami game. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? What is happening? And I'm sitting there and I go like this. Oh shit! What happened with Miami? And I had to go over to ESPN. What happened was, King James turned it on in that last four minutes. You're right. Didn't have to do much of anything else for the rest of the game, but you just put the dagger in their goddamn foreheads. Scooped their brains out. <laughs> dagger in the forehead. Yeah. yeah. It's a new saying. The blizzard did look really, like, it was great effects, but I didn't I didn't like that nobody was shivering, like they were really not cold. Or they live up there. It's be like saying, I can't believe that people in Hawaii are bitching about the heat. They live there. Joe. Whoops, let me try it again. Joe, go ahead, buddy. Yeah, Ron, uh, can you give a spoiler alert next time, please, for the uh, Fargo info? 100% no. You need to watch this show live. It's the greatest show in the history of Television. He didn't say who it was. Oh, jeez. Do you know who it is? Take a guess, and I'll tell you whether you're right or wrong. I mean, it was a bloodbath last night. Bloodbath. Veritable bloodbath. Such a good show. Now, who is the girl who plays Molly? This is her first big show, right? I don't remember seeing her in anything else. She's now my favorite actor in the world. She is tremendous, and I don't know why we just don't send her Ron and Fez tweets, since you could tweet people and say you're the greatest actor in the history of the it's world. Allison Tolman. But she did a thing last night where she was, she wasn't being flirty with Tom Hanks's kid, but he went upstairs for a second, and you just saw her slightly fix her hair, and it was like the sweetest move ever. See, I didn't even realize she wants a piece of that. You don't realize anything because you don't keep up. Like, just like with your own family, you did a bad job with this. It's not all on me. I mean, Jesus Christ. It's all on you. Uh, Steve, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, boys, it's been a while. Um, mm -hmm. I was watching last... I, I watched this morning on DVR. I got caught up on, like, uh, picks there. But uh, do we know that Molly's gone? 
know. Uh, we don't want to even say that, dude. Son We're doing spoiler bitch. alerts for him. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I, did, I, I thought that's what you were saying. Come on! The last night was, was the first time that I kind of gave up on Lester. I had been rooting for him. There was um, never any reason to root for him. <laughs> he I was, was always evil. evil, but now he's super evil. Now... Yeah, but he was kind of a beaten down guy, and she no. always gave him shit. No, see what? To me, he's always been more evil than Billy Bob Thornton. Right. Because he acts like he's good. But he helps and, out those dudes find the key to the mountain. Yeah, but yeah. that's because he wants to be perceived that way. I hate to compare him to Fez, but I see <laughs> him exactly wow. 100% as Fez. And after you catch up with the rest of us, we won't want to talk about it tomorrow. God you'll have it. missed your shot, but you will feel like the rest of us. And last night, he takes evil so far out there. But more people... Um, bitched about the hospital stuff than anything else. That was my next point, is that what the hell goes on there, that that, that was able to go down? They made I just mean, a, you know, I mean, I think you have to have a suspension of uh, belief. You know what I mean? You have uh, to say, okay, we need this for story purposes. But I yeah, I agree that that would never happen. And another... New York-centric people said to me, they go, but out in Minnesota, they don't know what the fuck they're doing. I go, you've never been there. Their hospitals are fine. People go to the hospital in Minnesota. But see, here's the thing about Lester. Don't look at a weak person and just assume that they're nice. A lot of weak people will wait for the right moment and then strike. They're like a weasel who will then find, you know, a nest of eggs and suck all the eggs out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like people think, oh, that person's nice because they're weak. No. He's weak because it's, he's nice because it's a survival tool. But he always chooses Lester over everyone else. I thought the thing he did outside of the hospital was, I mean, it could be, in a way, even worse than the murder. Because that, like, you could just be in, like, a crime of passion just in the moment. But that thing he did outside was so personal and, like, calculated. Um, you mean with his brother? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was phenomenally evil. It was seriously evil. And you see that he doesn't worry that he does these things. He just worries about himself. And with the child, too? Like, jeez. Had nothing yeah. to do with the thing. Well, that child is like a rain man. <laughs> that child can't get in any trouble because of his own brain problems. Let there be light. <laughs> um, Tim, you're on the Red Fez show. Hey, uh, is, is Fezzy on another uh, bit that's not paying off? Because when you guys were talking about, um, he didn't like, um, what's his face there? Mikey D. He said, he said, I swear to God. So is he back on that again or what? No, it's just an expression. Trying that to make as bit as He's emphasize the point as I could. Uh, you said he didn't even exist, so why would it be an expression? Because I said it a long time before. Ah. Uh, Back when you did believe that. But what could an atheist say to us that we would believe him? Right. Swear to no God. I swear to physics. But, I mean, that doesn't mean anything. You know what I mean? I swear to Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> yeah. 
like you can't say like even if I swear on your nieces that would mean that you meant that there was a force in the universe that you can't fuck with which was a big part of last night's show right you know like you'll never convince that man that God was behind what happened he will believe that even though you can come up with other uh, things um Here's Dan in Columbus. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie. Fez. Hey, real quick. Uh, I live in Columbus, Ohio now, but I've moved from Minneapolis. I was there for about two and a half years. I have been going there for five years on and off. My point, and to your point, is that, uh, you know how you said Lester's the more evil of the two? Yeah. I think it's pretty neat. If, if you're from Minnesota, it's one thing, but if you live in Minnesota, you realize how shitty those people are and lie to your face, and it's called Minnesota Nice, and I think they're writing that into the script, because they always perceive outsiders as, like, so much worse, but, man, those people are about as mean as they can get without you ever thinking it, unless you live there. Have a good day. All right, peace. Like, for me, I've always thought of Californians to be much colder than people on the East Coast. It's like, people on the East Coast will get mad at you and fuck you. You know what I mean? They'll fuck you over. And they'll say, I'm going to get you for what you did. But people in California act like they like you. And then you need something, they're just like, no. You're going to lose your business and there's nothing we can do. But, you know. There's the door. Here's some sprouts. <laughs> and don't smoke in here. Don't you do it. The Californians. Uh, but really, the people in Minnesota in this, and I can't believe that you don't keep up. You've heard everything. I know. Now you heard I... about everything but the fish. What? What's up with the fish? And how they tied oh. the whole thing together. Oh, with shit. The other, with the yeah. scrape. What? what? Oh, God. Do you really want to know the answer? Kinda, Why ask questions? Kinda, kinda, yeah, tell me the answer. All right, tell me the answer. Now, because well, why am I going to watch it? Why can't you tell me what's going on? I just feel like you're not part of it, and I told you before that you weren't part of it. You never should have been there with us. <laughs> I'm a day you're late. not one of us. I, I, I went on a marathon. I had to get them all we in We only me. need horse mouth. <laughs> Samson's not the, the fun character. Oh, Samson's so he fun. He will not be joining him in the spinoff. Hicks is all caught up on Silicon Valley, though. Loves yeah. that. Yeah, I love that fucking show. <laughs> well, I am too. Uh, Guilty Bystander says, How can I compare Fargo with that Yellow King show? Well, you can compare everything. Even if you're going to say the Yellow King show was a lot better, that's comparative. Uh, you criticized True Detective for saying two actors chewing up sceneries. No, I did not criticize it. I said that was the best thing about it. And at the end of the thing, that was the only thing that we really liked about that was the acting. The writing wasn't there for the El King show. But I'm very happy that I that I watched it. There's no way Fargo could end um, more But Billy Bob that. eats up scenery. No, he stays very, very qu quiet. Uh, he ripped off Javier Bardem's weird haircut shtick. It's not ripped up. That's all Coen Brothers stuff that they're doing. Oh, my God. It's another case where I just feel like the listeners are. Yeah, it's, there's idiots. so much more diff, like different about that character than just the haircut. Like he has a kind of a sense. It's a of very humor. unique character. Um, Brian, you're on the Run of Fez show. 
Hey, nice to be on here. First time caller. Oh, great. Uh, Fargo, one of the greatest shows. But hey, that guy that called about Minnesota not being nice, uh, he's wrong. We're nice up here, you know. Oh, I saw it in Fargo. You guys are awful. You're all like Lester. <laughs> we're all like what? Lester. No, we're not all like Lester. You're 100%. Like everybody Joe. there is like Lester. Who do we know from? Joe. Joe's like Lester. Joe is Lester. Joe I would frame him. you in a heartbeat, Chris. Oh, fucking son of a bitch. And now, look how everything is so Minnesota, though. They're getting the Super Bowl. They're getting uh, this great TV show, Fargo. Um, what else are they getting? Oh, there's a replacements reunion. They got that going for them. Twins got a shot in the East. I the mean, twins the Yankees got are, a shot at the East. They got no rotation. They just today traded Johnny Football to Minnesota. This is what? a fucking great year for everybody. Uh, let's bring in Jeffrey Green. Came in, Mr. Jeffrey Gurian. It must be Wednesday. Jeffrey, we were just talking about it. Looks like you might move off of Wednesday, so sure. It would, that would day. be exciting, man. I'm yeah. up for that. Yeah, I would definitely do that. Who'd you bring with you today? Well, I brought in a special guest. Well, all my guests are special. But yeah, but this one's guy, extra special. And, and I, I met this guy when he first won a comedy competition at Caroline's, and I took a picture of him holding this really oh, big damn, check. That was a long time ago. That he won. That was a long, well, we go back, man. And then when I co produced. 2006 or four. Probably when I and then when I co-produced Kevin Hart in 2010, uh, I chose this guy to be the MC. It was Kevin Hart, Tony Rock, and Will Silvins? Yeah, in the what's house. up, man? Nice to see you, my man. Having me. What's up, man? By the way, they, did they give you the giant check? Like, uh, yeah, they gave me a big check. You know, I never won anything in my life. Uh huh. Like, not even like a, a local hood bet. And so, <laughs> when I held this check, I used to see pictures of people holding a big yeah. ass check. I'm like, what do you do with that? Do you do you go to the bank with that check? <laughs> And I find it just for show. They just yes. print up a big ass check. Yeah, for nothing. It's because I guess they would feel awful. Someone just holding a little check. A little check. Yeah. Now, what right, was yeah. the check for? The five thousand dollars. Okay, that's Major. your big that was, check. That's lottery ticket. That's yeah, some. right. <laughs> and I got the picture. I went shopping for days in my, in my head. <laughs> now that was two thousand six. I was two thousand six or four. Yeah, I think I, it yeah. was either four or six. I don't remember, but it was a big comedy competition. Yeah. It was at Caroline's, and Will won. Man. And where did you produce this big Kevin Hart show at? At the Westbury Theater. Really? And that was jam-packed. It was, yeah. it was like 3,000 people showed up. It was crazy. And, and now that is the, the we, amount of people outside of Kevin Hart's room. <laughs> <it's true>. <laughs> That's his leaves. entourage. Yeah. That's his entourage. We did it as a benefit for Haiti. It was right after the big the earthquake. Uh, the earthquake I didn't in Haiti. For the, for also, that was 2007 then. Yeah. And, but the event that we did was 2010. At Westbury. What about that mm. other thing that you were doing, the benefit for Beverly Hills? What did you raise for that? 
Beverly Hills. I raised my I raised my hand. Benefit for Palm Beach. Yeah, I do a lot. Yeah, exactly. I do benefits for places that need it, like that. No, it just turned out that it was. It just happened to be right after the earthquake in Haiti, and I have a lot of Haitian friends. I had a lot of Haitian friends, and it's funny because there are not many Haitian comedians. As a matter of fact, there was. Somebody tried to do a Haitian comedy festival, if you remember, on 42nd and 8th. Oh, yes. And there were so few Haitian comedians that the opening comedian was white. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, that's, exactly. how few, that's how few yeah. Haitian comedians there were. Thank God and, for Will. And I was the only, only, only one. But it was a good show. That was a you good grew up in Haiti? I know. I grew up in Brooklyn, East New York. Yeah. My family, my family um, came in about, came to America about, I think, like 60, 62 months. I can't yeah. remember. Before I was born. Have you been back? Have you yeah, been I've been, been back. I've been back. I did, I, did a, I did a few shows called Stand Up For Haiti over there, uh-huh. where we like do comedy shows and give the money back to Haiti to help them rebuild. Been through a lot. Sean Penn's never left, I think. Sean, Sean Penn, man, he's an awesome dude, man. He hangs That's in. That's such an awesome dude. And, and Matt Damon is another one that gives back, that helps out. You know, they just help out these countries that, that need the help. And uh-huh. Sean Penn is such a big, bigger voice than, you know, I ain't going to say other name, but some of the Haitians themselves. So he's awesome. We know who you're talking about. <laughs> we know who you're talking I about. I ain't saying nothing, man. Yeah. I ain't saying nothing. Well, at least he's the hell of a guitar player. Got to give him that. And he can sing and write songs. Who? Who's this? Uh, I'm not going to say Bruce Wycliffe. Springsteen. I'm not going to say Wycliffe. <laughs> That's another guy. Bruce Springsteen is a dope guy. <laughs> Bruce is doing stuff for Jersey right now. Yeah. The Jersey Shore. Rebuilding. Yeah. Uh, well, I saw a short on on uh, YouTube with you, something with HBO Films, but you are maybe putting this together to be a full-length film? Yeah. Actually, we the, the director, the, the editor put... Uh, HBO boxing at the boxing after dark at the end, and, oh. and I told him don't do it. They they might take it down, and come to find out, it got such so, such a big buzz on YouTube, such yeah. a positive buzz for HBO that they didn't take it down. Millions of hits on this, <laughs> yeah. and that's just one. Like so many people copied and and put it on their site, and they got millions of hits. So one, I think the most I seen was six million hits on someone's page. Wow! And um, but it's it's a form of film I wrote about this um. This Haitian boxer that comes to America to try to pursue his boxing dream. Wow. And this is something that you want to do as a full length. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it was written as a full length, and then we just shot a trailer for it just to try to get some buzz. It's well, like uh, it's got a great look. It looks like, you know I mean? It looks like you've already raised the money, but that's coming up yeah. next. Well, well I, I, I always, always think if you're going to do something, you might as well do make it look as good as possible so then people will take it seriously. We would do it like with like some ham, ham hell, handhelds and... Or whatever, then people are like, oh, this, this is just. I'm always a boxing fan, of a, a film fan. If it's a boxing movie, I will watch it 100% of the time. Oh, what's your favorite boxing film? It's a tough one to call. Um, Don't say Rocky Six. No, I'm not going to go. You know, the first Rocky meant first a lot Rocky, to me. Though. Rocky One mm-hmm. and Two is yeah. pretty good, man. Absolutely. The first Rocky meant a lot to me. Um, I always think Bull is yeah. really good. Mm-hmm. There was also a film from the 1950s called Somebody Up There Likes Me with Paul Newman, mm. where he played, I think, Rocky Graciano. Uh, that is really good. As a matter of fact, I just heard the other day that James Dean was going to do that film. He had signed to do that before he died, and he ended mm. up giving it to Paul Newman. Um you got a favorite boxing film? Digstown is probably my favorite. All right, that's a silly one, but I it's good. I have seen that. That's a, a boxing scam where you have to fight 10 fighters 
one round each the same day. Oh, wow. And it's kind of a comedy. Oliver Platt is in it, the great Oliver Platt. He's great, Oliver um, Platt, yeah. And James Woods. I actually did it with a guy. I put a guy up to do it on the radio one time, and he got knocked out in the fourth thing and I act like the bell rang first. I just lied and said the bell had already rang and just, so we could keep the night going on because I didn't have a backup plan. It never occurred to me because we only made them fight 10 one minute rounds and I didn't think the one minute boxing is harder than people. Let me tell you. No. Yeah, you have absolutely. no idea. When yeah. I when I, I used to weigh 220 pounds. Uh -huh. and, yeah, I was uh, I was I was really big and uh, and um, I, I got away with because I, I was what you call skinny fat. Right. So I used to wear these big baggy clothes and just told people I was into hip hop. And so <laughs> I lived as a skinny fat person for such a long time. Only people people who knew I was fat was girls that I took back to my place. <laughs> and you should see their facial expression change. And I was like, it's too late. The door is locked. <laughs> you said that inventory at the club when you met me. But then uh, I changed my life. I just changed my, my entire eating. My I, Like I stopped doing diets because diets is like, like obviously if it got you fat once, it's going to get you fat again. Right. So that's what diets do. You get off some food and you get back on. And I, I realized I had to leave it alone. It was like a bad relationship, you know. Like the sex is good, but but she's beating my ass. Right. So I I, I made a U turn and then I started boxing. I stopped exercising because I realized exercising don't really work. Exercise, we think of it as work. So you have to. I for you. I found a physical activity I love doing. I just did a lot, which was boxing. And the first time I I sparred, it was it was one minute. And I was so tired, sweating. I was my my arms were so heavy, and but I kept coming back. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I love mm -hmm. it now. That's that changed your life. Just yeah, picking up that's something amazing. Like that. that's yeah, I was diabetic. I was I, I had diabetes too. I had mm -hmm. hypertension, high blood pressure, bad knees. I couldn't sleep. Uh, respiratory problems, you name it, and skin problems, and and I haven't got sick also. And, now by doing that, it changed your eating patterns for you. Just by getting involved in something. No, you know, I changed my eating patterns first. Yeah, and then the better I felt, the more I wanted. Right. You know what I'm saying? I feel I started feeling like like a superhuman, and I just wanted to be stronger and feel hella healthier and better. And so I, it, at, after all, I stopped I stopped being for vanity reasons because I just wanted a six pack, so I yeah. can you know have more sex with women. But I mean, <laughs> it didn't it didn't work out that way. I get less get women now than when I was fat. <laughs> when I was a fat mess, I had mad girls giving me fat vagina. <laughs> That's hysterical. How many years ago was that? When you were that was when 2007. You were 2007. Wow. Yeah. So you're already performing. Yeah, oh yeah, oh, yeah. I was, I was, yeah. You didn't know that. I don't remember him that, that big. He was skinny, skinny fat. fat. <laughs> I guess he just he skinny you know, fat. I got a pull over everybody's it. eyes. Yeah. Um, Did not see Shelby, that. what's your favorite boxing movie all time? I'd say uh, the fighter. I mean, it was like Damn really. That's a good one. Was that with Clint Eastwood? That's no, no. This is Marky Mark. But what's really great is his brother in the film looks like a true fighter. Uh, no, oh, what's his name that played Batman? Yeah, yeah Batman. Bale. Chris, yeah, Bale. Bale. Dude, he was so dope. The way he dope. moves, too, it looks like you couldn't ever hit him. You ever know like boxers that are constantly moving? Yeah. Even when you're... He had that going on, that slide, that move back and forth. You know why they constantly move? Why is that? Because when a punch comes, they could always already be in motion. Yeah. As opposed to if, you, if a punch is coming, now you got to start moving. Right. Does, does that make sense? Yeah, so you're kind of rolling. Rolling with the punch, rolling, or already, already moving. Like, mm, 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 yeah. Mm. 
So uh, a punch would glance more than land just square. And a moving yeah. target is harder to hit. Right? And what's name plays such a good crack. He played a better crackhead than some did. real crackheads. I know. Yeah, he was a, he was great. In that. He when he jumped out the window to the trash can. <laughs> yeah. When his mother came, like. <laughs> You know what was also really great is that white trash um, sisters that they had. Oh, my the God. The sisters were so funny, and they were bitching about the wife. Those Go, girls have to be real. Yeah, they're going like this. She thinks she's an MTV girl, <laughs> as if that's even insane. I laughed harder at that than anything else in the movie. I remember that. <laughs> she's an MTV girl. Is that the sisters right there? How real did those girls look? Hi. Well, 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 look at this. Look at what? Why are you hiding from us, Mickey? He's not hiding. I wasn't talking to you, I was talking to my son. What are you doing next to huh? I'm right here. I ain't hiding from nobody else. Well, you're not helping yourself with your father's scumbag friend, Lenano. What are you gonna do? Turn your back on Dickie next, huh? All we ever wanted from you was to be world champion. Mickey's a grown man, he can think for himself. Shut your mouth. Skank. skank. Don't call me Skank. I'll rip that nasty hair right out of your fucking head. I'm his mother. And his manager. Look, you're not my manager anymore. And I'm not waiting for Dickie, okay? I'm not getting any younger. Who's gonna look after you, sweetheart? I mean, come on. I know you don't understand it, but I had nine kids. And I love every one of you the same. You got a funny way of showing it, letting him get beat up, letting him get his hand broken. You're fucking bastard. You're crazy. Oh, Jesus. You MTV piece of shit. God, that's funny. That was like the white nutty professor. It was. Family. It really was. Uh, that movie is really, really oh, strong. Oh, that movie. Now I got to go watch it again. Yeah, I feel like it too. Oh. Will Vince is in studio with us for tour dates uh, where he's going to be appearing in for information about Will's upcoming film, Maurice, which is going to be part of the NBC Short Film Festival. Go to willsevents.com. You like making films, though, huh? Yeah, man. I, I love films. Films, it, you know, it's, I, I, when, since I was little, I, just, I always come up with stories and, uh, you know, it just takes you away. To, you know, great, play, great way to get away without getting away. Right. Plus, he's got his own film festival, the Short Film Festival. Oh, yeah. I started that about nine years ago. Mm -hmm. It was to help get people of color in the industry, not alienating white people, just just <laughs> to help get everybody to work together, whether you're Spanish, Asian, Mexican, whatever. I'm trying to do a thing where I help white people get ahead in Hollywood. <laughs> it, It'll my, never work. My It'll dream never, is yeah. to get Jews at the very top <laughs> of the business. You know what I mean? I want them to be agents. Oh, it's, called, managers, it's, it's called Hollywood. Too yeah, it's called Hollywood. <laughs> too far-fetched. Nobody will ever Wait, go it, for it. It's already going on now. <laughs> uh, how come the Jews do so well in the show, in the business side of the show? We business? had to, because nobody would let us in. We would let you win. You win. All <clears> six studios from yeah. day one. Because they were always creative and they were good at business. When they came to this country, they couldn't get jobs. On, I had an uncle who had to make believe he wasn't Jewish to work for Con Edison because Jews couldn't get jobs. 
Hold on, jobs or in Hollywood? Just two different things. No, no, well, jobs in general, but they were always creative. Jewish people were always creative. And they were were always stereotypes. Yeah. Why do they like good stereotypes? Oh, we cop to our bad stereotypes, too. No one ever says the the, the bad stereotypes are true, but the good stereotypes they believe are true. He didn't probably have to, like, really go out of his way. He just thought, hey, I'm not Jewish. It's not like he was, like, a different race. No, no, he changed his last name. So, in order to get a job, and his children were ashamed by that when they found out. They didn't find out till they were grown. All, all Jews changed their names. Not these days. Yeah. They John Stewart. When Every one to, of well, them. Yeah, well, Jeff Ross. When they went to Ellis Island. When Jeffrey Ross came to Ellis Island, <laughs> they gave him a different name. <laughs> when he rose That's to uh, Ellis Island. It's like, the, it's like mutants, <laughs> and mutants got to wear this disguise. No, because there was a thing years ago that your name couldn't be too Jewish or else you wouldn't. Whatever, you couldn't. You but, know, now get, you're, get now but now, now your name is Jewish. Name. You get in. Look at Lupita Nyong'o. I'm not about changing my name to a Jewish name. So I get in. <laughs> you should. Well, you look so Jewish. It would be perfect for you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, cause I got a big penis, so that might not work. Out. Has there ever been a? Has there ever a been a, a, a movie? Penis? You grew up loving movies. Was there ever a movie about a Haitian kid that you could identify with? A movie about the Haitian kids? Yeah. Mm. I mean, just think of how many movies we make, and we've never made one movie about a Haitian. I well, wrote I wrote three myself, yeah. but none that came not, I don't none know. None that the Jews will produce. <laughs> 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 but, Jeffrey, how can you say, here's your people, you've run mm-hmm. Hollywood since the day one, and you never think to yourself, we'll make a movie about a Haitian one day just to be a little different. One. I'm not asking for every movie to be a Haitian. One movie. One movie. Well, I'll call my people and I'll see what I can do. Well, well no fairness, there's a lot of movies about a, a whole bunch of different ethnicities that haven't been made. There's certain parts of Africa. Right. Um, Trinidadians. Um, Barbadians. Haiti just right now is is up there because of the tragedy that's that's going on. The truth is the Jews have probably done more for race relations than any other group. You sound like Don Don, Don Sterling. (laughs) Really? Uh, Let me hold on. Let me call the Palestinians. Let me call the Palestinians and ask (laughs) if you've been so good to them over the years. Very early days when those guys were killed down south in the marches. I think Andrew Schwerner was the guy's name. No, you're very 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 right about civil rights. Jewish Jewish people were always at the forefront. Civil rights because they knew what it was like to be, you know, uh, castigated. In, in fact, Jews and blacks have a lot in common. A lot in common, yeah. Yeah. absolutely. The, the blacks live in the apartments and the Jews own them. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you see uh, a white guy in a black neighborhood, there's a Jewish guy coming to pick up receipts. Rent, right? <laughs> usually. The, usually. You're very defensive of the Jewish people, even though. Well, I'm not, I, I'm, I'm proud of being Jewish. Mm-hmm. That's something important to me. Even though Jewish. I'm very into spiritual, I've been Jewish for a while now, since I'm a kid. <laughs> but, but, but you're I'm, not, I'm, do you go to the synagogue? Only on the high holidays. I'm one of those yeah. reformed Jews, mm-hmm. you know. But I still, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of the ideals that they hold. You know, they they have good values as a people in general, and I'm very proud of that. Mm. So, and and I'm very proud of what they have done for race relations in general. They embrace people. That's one of the, of the things that we're taught is to embrace all people. How you feel about uh, Donald Sterling? I think it's terrible, but I think you know what? It's interesting. I think there's more to the story because she's part black, and he'd have to be a total moron. Maybe he's a racist. Maybe he's not. I don't know. But he'd have to Can be I a tell moron. You something to the slave owners down a, south still bang the yeah. black chicks. No, but, but they say to her, but they yeah. say to her, "Don't bring black people here." He's got to right. be. He's got to be. Besides that, he's got to be a moron. The, the, I think there's more that will come out. But, she says she's reveling in the uh, the. Uh, 
notoriety that she's gotten. There was an article today that she's thrilled with all the publicity that she's gotten. It's a weird kind of publicity. So you're pro Sterling. Absolutely not. I, no, I, I, I'm, pro, I'm pro. I'm pro. I'm <laughs> pro. You should do. You should be able to do. Like, why can't he be a racist? And he he was at his mm-hmm. house. Let him be a racist. Apologies. Like, doesn't. It's not going to do anything. It's not going. It's just for face value. Right. He's still going to be a racist. But let him be a racist. I don't know why people against people coming out. It's being like that the police, that police, uh, that sh- sh- uh, police officer or that sheriff that called Obama the N word. Mm-hmm. I mean, why he got apologize? His apology is not going to do anything. Right. We would rather not hear it, but it doesn't change people from thinking it. You can't change what people it. think, but it's the way they act that really counts. And if people are embrace other people, you know, I'm so against any of that. I hate bullshit. I hate groups. I hate stereotypes. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm like a person who is inclusive of all groups. And if you know me, then you know that that's what I'm about. So you say, if I wanted to be a Jew, you would help me. Absolutely. <laughs> because one thing the Jews... You could this, be a Jew? No. They never let anybody in. They, like, if Christians, go, they'll go door to door. Would you like to be a Christian? You would like to be a Christian? No, if you say don't that proselytize. Jew, not only yeah. that, but you say, uh, how can I be a Jew? They'll always go, man, you don't want to. It's not, <laughs> it's not something you'd like. It's a hard it's process. Like a really, is it really? It's supposed to be you a very difficult process. keep it for process. yourself. You just trying to keep it in people who marry the chosen into the religion people. who have to study with rabbis they say that it's harder than you know than, so, than being born jewish you do have you, to learn more than regular jews jeffrey though. do you disagree with will though do you think people have a right to be prejudiced look it's not whether you have a right people there's a lot of stupid people people are brought up not knowing other races when i grew up in the bronx there was not a lot of black people there black people would work in the neighborhood, but and then you guys were like, hold to, the neighborhood, and make them. sure no matter what happens. <laughs> no, Remember, none of it's you sell a house. But, no, but, but do you think, regardless of whether they're stupid or they're educated, do they have the right to choose? You can still be educated, but if you choose to hate on something, it's still your right, right? Look, there are people in the world. They, the ADL just did a study on anti-Semitism, and it's it's on the rise, and it's it's, it's in countries where there are no Jews, where Jews, where people have never met Jews. Well, look, that, they're just taught hatred. There are people even who in this. Country, more anti-Semitic people live in places that they're not Jews. Absolutely. So, so I mean, you know, people will think what they want to think. People think, you know. Have you ever had anybody be anti-Semitic to you? Mm. No, you gotta think that hard. No, yeah, (laughs) anywhere. Did anyone ever say to you? I'm saying I grew up in New York, so I have not personally come into contact. But when I go to the Israel Day Parade. And, and, you know, I show up there and I see other groups of people who are anti. Their remarks are anti-Semitic. The things that they say. But they don't, no, no, he's meant directly to you. Just like you wanted to do no, something. I was, never, like, I was beat up by kids of all nationalities. That's right. Really, that's great. That's a, child. that's a wonderful that's, country we live in. <laughs> right. It wasn't just restricted but to But you've never had group. to deal with prejudice. Not with Jewish prejudice. Yeah. Not with anti-Jewish uh, prejudice. As far as I don't remember anything. I think it was, yeah. but I'm very aware of it because I grew up after the Holocaust, and I knew that there were people who came to this country that survived, that came out of the camps, that had tattoos on their arms, right. that were killed because of their religion, and that was very disturbing to me as a child. As a little kid, you would hear those stories, and they would frighten you. Absolutely. Yeah, and I've never gotten over it. Yeah. I've had a stomach ache since 1954. I, think. I know. Yeah. You know, my grandmother tried to tell me stories about the Holocaust when I was little, but she kept laughing. And actually, I never forget. <laughs> I, I thought it was a, she thought it was a comedy. Right? I'm just finish yeah. it later for me. Yeah. Tell me it later. Um, 
But so you, that was almost like the boogeyman to you when you would hear those well, stories. Well, I never got hatred in the world. Kid. I don't understand that. I don't understand why. To me, life is supposed to be about fun and going out and play. It still is. Yeah, but there's I don't a, there's get a, it they, why people didn't like together each other. Now, but they, the reality of it is it happens. You can't pretend right. it doesn't happen. You and can't we pretend. Have, we all have it. Some crooked, it crooked cops or crooked uh, government, they, they are there whether right. you, you want to pretend, hey, the world's supposed to be, everybody's supposed to be it's happy. Hey. things that I hate about the world. I hate that there's a mean streak in people. And it but goes what are you going to do? You gotta live with it. Well, you going to go another know. planet? But you know, really, these days, these days a lot of people are all about but I agree. bullying. I agree with what Will said about cops. Like, if I find out someone's a cop, it takes a long time, longer time for them to win me over. Where I'm like, oh, this is a good dude. Me too. I've been stopped by. I've been hassled by cops. You know. I was, well, a drug dealer. I was going to a park. Well, they see me, man. I pull over. I don't even wait for them to tell me. I just pull over when I see cops. You do have the look. They love pulling you me over. You do have the look. Oh, they love pulling me over. And they put me, I was with a black girl recently going to a party. This cop made me sit there so long that I missed the party. And I got out of my car to finally ask him what was taking so long, and he started screaming at me, Get back in your car. Well, they get well look, scared. get in your car. I got pulled over, and I was walking. <laughs> and were you with a black girl too? Because uh, I think that's here, dangerous. Tom has a question. Go ahead, Tom. Tom, we got you, buddy. Yeah, are you, I was talking to me. Yeah, I'm talking to you. Oh, You're the only I'm one sorry. here. I'm sorry, it's Rich in Pennsylvania. Oh, Rich in Pennsylvania. Yes. Okay. Yes, sir. Right. Hey, I was wondering, you know, is, is racism illegal? And if it's not, why is everybody going against this Donald Sterling? He's man runs a business. He's allowed to say whatever he wants. Equality for everybody, not just some. Well, what's his question? His question is: Is racism even illegal? And I don't. I think you're allowed to have your prejudice, but you can't hold people back based on those prejudices. You know what I mean? Okay, I, I understand that, but then. Uh, He's, now, now hold on. You've got to remember something about Donald Sterling. The United States government did not go after him. The law did not go after him. The private club of yes, people that he's in business with yeah. have right. decided they don't want him in. What the, what everybody thinks doesn't matter except for those people. And what made those people go after him is because uh, the money was pulling out. All the, right, all the bad, sponsors. Yeah, it's like, bad for business. It's but, bad for his business. but For their I mean, business as well. Look, it's like yeah, the salt number nine thing. You know? was, I, I understand that, but everything everything that you said was in the privacy of his own house. No, well, I, but you're saying of who picked your beef then would be the, with the commissioner, not the governor or the president. Law. He had no no legal thing against him. That was just right. on, you know. Uh, but that's you know, the other billionaires he's in business with. You got to think of it like this: It's like if I invite you to my house. And I heard that you was talking crap about me in my bathroom. It's my house, so I, I got the right to kick you out. It's not against the law, right? But it's, it's mine. So that's how it is. The NBA, if they feel like this is their house, and in their house, this is the, this is the rules you got to obey by. Now, there's plenty. Yeah, if I ran a hip hop label and I got caught the same way, <laughs> that would be bad for business. Yeah. Now, on the other I mean, hand, if I was making Confederate flags, everybody would be like, "Hey, he can say whatever he wants to say." That's up to him. But that's the problem that Donald Sterling has. He's in that business where the stars of the league, it's something like, I don't know, 70, 75% of the league got offended by what he said. Sure. And the other owners immediately went, hey, that's his thing. Um, Al, Al, you're on the Run of Fez show. 
Hey, buddies. Um, it's in the law. He unless he was arrested and did something illegal, or if he's in financial dire straits to affect the NBA. The only two reasons the bylaws say they can get rid of him. We don't even he, know their bylaws. This is such a private organization. We don't know what it takes to be an owner. And what it takes to get booted out as an owner. Owners of a business that are all in that, like that together, they don't have to make their bylaws even public. So we don't know whether they can get away with them or not. But if you're in a country club, you can be kicked out for all kinds yeah. of reasons. According to your second thing, he did affect business because sponsors was pulling out. So yeah. he did affect the business. And, of course, if the players uh, even decide next year if to they boycott. don't boycott, yeah, to boycott That's which would worse. really be exciting. Oh, I mean, man. that would really, first of all, I'm okay with skipping the first month of basketball anyway. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'm in no hurry to get into the season. I'm already watching football. So I like something like that to go down. It would be fun for everybody. That's hilarious. Do you, well, follow, do you follow sports funny. at all? Jeffrey? Not at all. Okay, I, so. I have to look on with others when yeah. it comes to that. <laughs> but, but what I was going to say is people get offended very selectively. Like the Sultan of Brunei thing with the Beverly Hills Hotel. Women have been mistreated in those countries for many years. And all of a sudden, everybody is That's Jay Leno. choosing it's to part be... Of that one. Pardon me? Jay Leno what and his wife. Are, they're the ones that are part of that Beverly Hills thing. Yeah, a lot of big stars mm -hmm. told people to boycott the hotel, but they should, could have been doing that a long time ago. It's no news that... Uh, that so you're saying we against... should never draw a line since we didn't before. <laughs> no, I think that people should always be offended by things like that. Right. It's so funny how you twist my words. <laughs> <laughs> funny. Mine is hilarious. You're trying so hard to make me look bad. I ain't giving it up I'm going to go man. back and buy all your you bad catalogs. You're the funniest shit. <laughs> Jeffrey Gurian's here with us. He's performing at the Metropolitan Room on West 22nd Street, New York City on May 30th and Saturday, May 31st. Comedy Matters TV.com, and he's here with Wilson Vince. Go to his website, wilsonvince.com, to find out information on his tour dates and his upcoming film, Maurice, which is going to be part of the NBC Universal Short Film Festival. We got to make this into a full length film, too. It looks great. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to see this boxing film. Now, this Metropolitan Room, yeah. it sounds like, Jeffrey, this is a whole different... This is a New York that I wished I lived in. The Metropolitan Room. Right. It's a cabaret room. It's very classy. Well, it's the old Gotham Comedy Club. Oh, oh is yeah, that right? Room. Yeah, it's a oh, really yeah. nice space. Chris Mazzilli is the uh -huh. owner of Gotham, and he, that was their club for for many years. And, and, and Chris and knows how to space. run a club. He sure does, man. I always talk about Chris. He's the classiest guy in comedy. Runs a great room. Who's the least classiest? I don't know. I mean, who's, a real, <laughs> who's a real scumbag in comedy? I know, but I ain't saying. Will knows too. I know. Yeah, I, I, know. I am putting that out to the uh, universe. Hey, Greg, you're on the Ron Fez show. Yeah, hey, um, you know, people always get confused. I, I always hear people like there was this uh, police chief that was shooting machine gun somewhere in uh, central Pennsylvania yes. somewhere. And he was in a YouTube himself, and he was like shooting a picture of Obama, and he was saying all this insane stuff. And he had all these people showing up as supporters saying, oh, First Amendment rights and, and Second Amendment rights, the barons and all that. But like, he didn't get arrested. They just let him go from his job because there's a complete difference between like your First Amendment rights and stuff don't protect you from being an idiot in your job. Like, I can't, I can't tell my boss to go fuck himself and say First Amendment rights. Right? I, I, I do that you know, with my bosses, though. <laughs> And yeah, that's considered radio. <laughs> that's the weird thing about it. Good bait you did today. Yeah. Well, that's the difference between a, a, a police chief calling Obama the N word yeah. and a, a guy on the radio. 
um, having the, I believe in freedom of speech also, but you're going to be a, a man of power that's supposed to be serve and protect. And, but oh, yeah. you got you got your views on I mean, certain groups. Over by that guy after finding out that he's a maniac, a maniac cop with machine guns and he's in his face. Imagine getting pulled over by him. Shit your pants right there on the side sure. of the road. But I would be anyway, no matter who. But this was an interesting. Did you guys see the? He's kind of a white supremacist guy. I think he was driving around with a Nazi thing. Oh yeah, that cab driver and, and they busted that. And guy. he was black. And he, he was, was proud to be where he was complaining yeah. that they were infringing on his on his First Amendment rights to, to not wear a swastika. That. Yeah, and it didn't make. Yeah, it didn't. Well, no, you're, <laughs> you hate the swastika thing. Well, who wouldn't? You don't have this to be guy. Jewish to hate a swastika. Plenty well, that of, guy, that guy didn't hate it. Yeah. Pl- plenty of <laughs> men here got he killed is, in World here War II. Here he is talking a little bit. We'll just play. Yeah. Just a, I'm this sure is he's very intelligent. You're really pissed. I'm fucking pissed. I hate people who hate people. I do. People. All right. So. Uh, you, I, you said, what, what do you think about wearing that? Uh, uh, that you, you know, did, did you mean to offend anybody? I didn't mean to offend anybody. I'm just expressing my First Amendment, freedom of expression. You know, if other people have the right to wear what they want to wear, then why not a national socialist? Well, you know what that means, right? I know what it means. It is a symbol of national socialism. The media portrays it as hate, but not to us. Not to us. Who is us? Media. The who is us? So you say us. The media. No, no, no. You. You're. I mean, you're. Are oh, you? us. Oh, the believers of the ideology, national socialism. We don't call it Nazi. That's what you guys call it, Nazi. We 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 call it national socialism. But you know what happened under national socialism, right? Uh, I know. I know what happened, but uh, that is another subject. That is uh, that is another subject. I just believe that we've been told lies about Hitler our whole life. But I just I don't want to talk about. What allegedly had happened over there? You're, right. you're saying it Let's didn't stop happen. Stop it for a second. Well, I, this, you're infuriated, Jeffrey. Well, I wouldn't even give pu- that guy airtime. Hold on, that's obviously pure ignorance. That's straight up pure. That's just ignorance. He just don't know. No, he knows. He does. He says that we've been given misinformation about yeah, Hitler. Yeah, that's ignorant. What was he given misinformation he's, about? That they only killed six million and not seven. About, you know <laughs> what was the fucking misinformation? <laughs> I never seen Jeffrey this mad I before. No, definitely because I hate hate. I hate people who will go out of their way to make that's another person's life miserable. You can't. You can't hate hate. You can't. You can't go. You gotta love hate. You gotta love hate. I have to embrace hate. You know what? That's what Jesus taught us. Hating, attacking fire with fire is not going to help change his mind. You gotta educate people like this. You gotta show. Them. Look, listen. This is what happened. You gotta, you gotta let them see a different way instead of just. But ah, those ah, people ah, will ah. never go to a movie. You never to know, see man. Anything You'd about be surprised how many people. Will never sit You'd be surprised how many like people that. change their ways from a few words or a few or maybe a movie or a conversation. The people who need to see Twelve Years a Slave will never go to see the movie. You know, people who are on who understand that there's they don't no need to be. I think we're all, they don't no need to be convinced. People. Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was good. Then I saw that movie. Wow, was there's I wrong? No, there's nobody that needs to be convinced that slavery I, was a bad thing, right? Shelby, so. did a movie ever change your mind about anything before? Have you ever saw a movie? Any guys? I want everybody to think. Have you seen a film? That changed your mind. I saw a porn uh, the other day yeah. that, that made changed. me think. Ask the mouth. That. Then you're like, you know what? <laughs> Ask the mouth should be done all the time. <laughs> what do you got? How about you, Chris? Uh, I don't think I, I haven't. I've never seen a film that's fucking made me actually think. Like, all right, I'm gonna change change oh, my views. I got on this. one. Yeah. Um, Food Inc. 
Oh yeah, that was a great food one. Food Inc. made me food change. Inc. It's a documentary. That, that made me change my ways food about food. Inc. Food uh, Inc. When you found out about big corn and yeah. everything that happens, I was shocked because I did not know that farmers are basically a lot of times working for these big food companies yeah. instead of being regular farmers. So that's a good. And, one. We, and we go on with the perception of. You know the government is looking out for your, you know your well-being with the foods, but uh, mm. uh, we could go on. I don't yeah, know if something's it. like completely changed my mind, but it's given me a new perspective. Like you know, certain like World War Two movies. Like I watched that, and then I see like we play like a video game of it, and that just made me think like not just against the violence. This is awful. But that's sort yeah. of like wow. You, now it's just a game or like the hell on earth of like D Day oh, right. or something that's like that's that. That's good. Maybe you play the game a different way, or like have a different, like, not just... Like, why killing. am I playing a game like this? This isn't fun. This is actual people... Dying. Dying. Like, someone's grandpa could come in the room, like, what are you doing? Oh, um, you're right. hell on earth that you experienced 60 years My ago. My dad was... I get another tough. turn, I just died. I get to do it again. How about for you, Fez? You've been quiet over there. The Green Mile is when I started uh, being anti-death penalty. Before I had really, I had, oh, wow. I that had, one surprises me. I had grown up so pro capital punishment in the electric chair in Florida. But the the what what happened to you? Remember the first movie that when you were a little kid that put you in the hospital? Oh yeah, I want to live with and, Rita Hayworth in the well, gas chamber. I remember something. And he, it was so bad he had to go into therapy over it. Really? I got sent to the kids. But after it was that, sad. It was a sad but after thing. that, you became pro-death penalty again? Oh, yeah, because I got very Republican in my <laughs> high school years and in through college and everything, and I was very pro-death penalty. Wait, wait, what, what about the green mouth that made you change... Just the that fact mouse, that... I, when the mouse got killed? Yeah, I guess, but I just didn't... You know, it was... Michael Clark Duncan's performance mm -hmm. and don't send him to the electric chair. I didn't want to see him die. And at that point, you thought, I don't want to see anyone ever die. Yeah, and that's when I just started thinking, wow, this is kind of gruesome. Oh. Mm. Oh, that's a good one. Mm, that's a good one. So it's weird, I guess, movies do. You, Jeffrey, if you had a chance to talk to this guy rather than get mad at him, because you're no, a convincing I, I guy. Yeah, but I, I've learned that you can't talk to someone like that. You they, don't know they, that. They're closed. Well, I only know from my own experience. I certainly don't know everything in the world, but I, I know from my experience with people like that, when you hear him, he's so convinced that he he's not even telling the news guy the whole thing. He's saying, like, Hitler was misunderstood. How can you sit down and have a conversation with but someone it, like somebody that? Somebody had to tell him There's that nothing. first, though. Somebody got into him. Up, yeah, well, yeah. You know, somebody got into his yeah. kitchen. Infants are not born with that knowledge. Yeah, we yeah. convinced him. But, but uh, you, know, you know Patrice O'Neill? Sure. Uh, me and him was best friends. Was we, miss, we, yeah. we was roommates for seven years, or maybe more. Patrice O'Neill was he would, when he when he when he had a theory he was stuck on it. Right. But when I when the very rare times I would show Patrice, no, you're wrong about that. He actually changed his ways because on. he was a smart guy. Patrice was a, an intelligent but, man. I, I love Patrice, by the way. I'm so glad that you talk about it. But him. just same way, I, I I what I learned from Patrice is you could change people. On by informing them, educating them, a freaking movie. But you have to be intelligent to do that. You have to be open minded. But you but you but have yeah. to be willing to see the other part. You heard thirty Anybody seconds. You heard thirty seconds city, of this guy. Just you can the fact assume. that somebody would put a symbol of hatred on their arm and tell you that it's not a symbol of hatred, 
and would have the nerve to walk around. It's like a white guy walking through Harlem yelling out the N-word and not expecting Which anything one, to though? happen to him. <laughs> Which N-word, though? <laughs> no. Okay. The word no. Can I say something, yeah. though, and I'll be serious? It's, it's, it's offensive to people that somebody would even do that. But yeah, here's you, the thing. Yeah. Angry Jeffrey Gurian gives up his power. You're the guy. Mm. You make everybody happy. You're always in a happy mood. To see you angry... You gave up your whole power I thing. Right, I do. You I gave my power down to, to somebody level. like right. that. Well, not, no, that, I wouldn't go that far to say that because I'm not parading through the streets with a sign against this guy. Yet. I'm verbalizing what I feel about people who put hatred no. out to the world. Right. And, and what offends me is that he's not concerned that anybody's going to do anything to him. There are people in this world, if you go out and you spout hatred, somebody's going to do something to you. He doesn't seem to care about that. He doesn't see. He thinks that that he's impervious. He can just ride around the city with a with a symbol of hatred on his arm, and that's fine. What and if he, you he ended up that. getting in his cab accidentally? It's like the total opposite of cash cab. I like any <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Can I tell you? I like yeah. anybody in a cab that's interesting. I love a crazy cab driver. Oh man, this like guy that? would make the trip go so mu- nice and fun. Yeah. Just having a discussion yeah. with him, I would get out immediately. Well, this, really, this oh, guy absolutely. had this conversation like with family members, friends, with everybody. But still, the fact is, something maybe this only brings him attention. Yeah. Some people do things just to get attention. I would assume that that's why he did that, yeah. to bring attention to whatever his his twisted thoughts are. Do we really think there could be another Hitler, though? Are you really concerned about that? Uh, of course. There are abs- and there are now. There are people right now who would... Iran threatens to wipe out Israel if they get nuclear weapons, and I'm sure they would do it in a minute. Did you watch 60 Minutes this week with Iran? No, no I didn't see The that. regular people on the street... They seem like they love America, and they're so interested in us. The regular people in every country would get along. It's the politicians that fuck things up. Regular people don't care. They just want to go to work and take care of their families in every single country. Mm Mm-hmm. People just want the same things. They want to be happy. That's what people want. You come up with a good thing. Here's the thing about foreign films that I love. You'll be watching a movie. It could be taking place... Baghdad, it could be taking place in Russia, it doesn't matter. When you first watch it, like you're trying to read along, you're like, this is so weird. Within a little while, you're like, that guy reminds me of my uncle. Oh, I used to date a girl like her. That you'll start to get Identify. it on a human level. Right, Everybody. All people are really the same. Yeah, and we kind of retell and repeat the same mm-hmm. stories. And normally you're right. C- City just, of Gods. City of God, perfect example of that. That's why if people got a chance to know each other, they would identify with I, each other. Here's a dumb one. My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Mm. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, no different than everybody else. Million dollar, um, yeah. uh, uh, some, some, some Lord Millionaire. Yeah. Some, 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 some Lord Millionaire. millionaire. Yeah. 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 So Great it's film. weird. Great so that's film. the thing. Maybe if you had a little time with this guy, Jeffrey, you can make, you know, you can try to run. <laughs> you have philosophy, Jeffrey. You I do. have a lot of philosophies. Yeah. But to sit down with someone, I don't know that I could inflict that upon myself, to be honest with but you. But why are you learned, failing yourself you know, before you like, gave yourself a chance? Right. Maybe he well, could change Well, first of all, he's not mind. asking to sit down huh? with me, so it's very hypothetical. <laughs> he's saying it's that very... he would change Jeffrey's mind. Yes, of course. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. I hope not. <laughs> I would feel terrible <laughs> if he changed your mind. Will Savins is in studio with us. Uh, WillSavins.com to find out about upcoming tour dates and his new film, Maurice, which is going to be part of the NBC Universal Short Film Festival. And also, Jeffrey Gurian's here, the Metropolitan Room on West 
22nd Street, Friday the 30th, and Saturday, May 31st, ComedyMattersTV.com, at Jeffrey Gurian on Twitter. The Metropolitan Room just sounds like it swings. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just you expect Frank Sinatra to walk in. Right? <laughs> the Rat Pack. Yeah. I know yeah. you're being very quiet during this white supremacy stuff. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm just trying to hang out. I'm just running yeah. bored right now. But of That's all, all of us, you look the most German. I don't even know what your background is. It's Irish. Look, yeah. Yeah, sure. Very Irish. Hold it, Irish. Hold it in. Let it out, man. Let it out. <laughs> just say it. He's just saying that posting on forums and <laughs> in uh, the corner. Hey, Jamie, go ahead, buddy. You're on the Run and Fest show. Hey, how you doing, guys? My name is Jamie Johnson. I'm from uh, Halifax, Nova Scotia. Beautiful guess, place. Uh, it's beautiful place. You've been here, Ron? Yeah. Oh, cool. Good stuff. Good to know. Good to know. Uh, you guys were talking about movies a little bit earlier. You still got that conversation going on? Sure. Oh, wait, I watched the movie a few years ago called uh, Grand Canyon. It's one of uh, Steve Danny Martin. Glover's. No, 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 no. It's a, it's a Danny Glover movie. Yeah, um, and Steve Martin's and, also uh, in it. I Steve... don't think no, it's a guy from A Fish Called Wanda. Yes. Um, and if you another... go out to the Hollywood part, the big movie producer who gets shot in the foot is Steve yeah. Martin. Oh, okay. Oh, well, it, it's a good movie that. either way. It was, yeah. was kind of cool and when Danny Glover pulled up in the tow truck, and it's you know the uh, a, a kind of a rich white guy who went off in the middle of nowhere, didn't know where he was going. I don't know how it changed my life as far as making me less racist. I'm not really a racist guy. Anything that's funny is funny, but you know it, it was just an, a nice movie where it wasn't they look at the poor black person or look at the poor white. It was just a nice group of families. No, when I was there, there was racism when I was up in Nova Scotia. But it was almost anti-Chinese. There wasn't many black people there. <laughs> yeah, but there was, was a Chinese I, or Vietnam thing there. And the people that I know were a little bit racist to them. You know who's, you know who's, who's more racist in America? Uh, two places, South, South Africa and Australia. Australia had a law called the White Australian Policy. You heard about this law? Mm -hmm. Where they try to keep Australia as white as possible. <laughs> yeah, because they really had a hate for the, the indigenous people. Yeah. Uh, the, were Aborigines. They, yeah, the Aborigines. Aborigines. They were really hardcore about Because those Aborigines were... They were like so in, like they're like a little bit Indian, a little bit African, but they're just like, oh, stuff is happening. We don't care. They're just going to do their own peaceful. scene. Yeah, very they're peaceful, just doing yeah. their own thing, and you couldn't even like buy them or try to convince them. Hey, come on over here. You can have a color TV. They're like, no, I want to take a walk. <laughs> those people confuse <laughs> I everyone. Play the didgeridoo. Did yeah, they, those the they were like koala. They were like human koala bears. <laughs> 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 the human koala bears should be the name. Of our new band that we start. <laughs> Will Savince is here. Go to his website, Will Savince. That's Will W I L Savince S Y L V I N C E. You can catch that on the pad data right now. Well, thanks so much for coming in today, buddy. Thank you for having really, me, man. Really it's really amazing. Fun. I want to come back. Yeah, you're always invited. And Jeffrey, you, you turned me around. <laughs> I am with you now, 100%. Wait, you turned your mind so you were not, you're not racist anymore? No, no, I'm more racist. <laughs> now I, I'm anti-Israel. I, I don't know what happened. Man. I'm going to give you some Palestinian stuff. Oh, thanks, man. I um, can't wait. We got to go, man. That's it for us today. Anything we need to plug for us? Just want to make sure everyone knows about the NBC Universal Short Film Festival. Look for Will, Will Savince's film, Maurice, there. You can get more information about that and his tour dates at willsavince.com. Jeffrey Gorian at the Metropolitan Room, May 30th and 31st, ComedyMattersTV.com. And that's the end of my show, Donk. Satellite's gone. 
way up to Mars. You know what you've been doing? You've been listening to the Ron and Fez show. It's now over, but don't worry. You can listen again and again on Sirius XM On Demand. Go to SiriusXM.com slash On Demand. Listen to Ron and Fez whenever you want. Go to SiriusXM.com slash On Demand.